Well, welcome to another edition of Bottom of the Bill, ladies and gentlemen. We got our boy Corey Clockins on today. Corey Hawkins, <laughs> however you want to say it, yeah. <laughs> he's here. I'm here. I like Clockins. I like Clockins. It just too. rolls off the tongue a little better, man. Is and then that, people can't like. It's not my real that's last a, name. That's Scottish, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Clockins. Why not? It can be anything you want it to be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for being on the show today, man. I really appreciate right coming on, by. Man. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. Uh, before we get started, do the obligatory cheers. Yeah, I'm getting pretty cheers. deep. I'm drinking the wrong direction, Billy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so got a couple shows to talk about. <clears throat> Make sure you get your tickets for... Orange Blossom Review on December 3rd. Uh, Hangout Express is going to be at Wicked Barley Brewery on uh, May 29th from 3 to 6. And then that same night, we're at Flying Iguana from 10 to 1. And then I'm playing by myself at ABBQ uh, at, on May 30th. <sighs> and also by myself at Monkey's Uncle Jack's Beach. <laughs> yeah. And then The Garage on May 28th. So... How many, what do you got coming up, Bill? Oh, nothing. Just a tour with the hottest new Jamtronica band in Florida. <laughs> Super sick, bro. <laughs> fucking Corey loves it. And the it. greatest hip-hop band to come on with you guys. Oh, that's right. Ooh. Did you want to hang out next weekend? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a little bit. Yeah. Maybe we can Maybe we can jam together yeah. for a little while. I think that's kind of going to happen. I think I'm getting in because you don't have a keys player. No, we don't. But that's, I do have. This is guy, uh, I was. just so invited himself I've, onto your set. I've, yeah, <laughs> we talked about it oh, on okay. the bus. Um, but I've got a base station and a mini Nova that I was thinking about bringing down with me just to more keys just to Mary. set up. It's gonna be ridiculous. And do some weird things. But Greenhouse Lounge is playing uh, first night at Dunedin by themselves, and then Universal mm -hmm. Green is going to join us on that Saturday, and then on Sunday the twenty or the thirtieth. I can't remember. The uh, 30th, 28, 29, and we're in Dunedin. 30th is when uh, the Rosie show. Yeah, we're, so Greenhouse Lounge is playing at Roosevelt Collier. So, I mean, if you want to go see an acoustic trio at, where was it again? Uh, <laughs> it's actually the full band, so you can go find <laughs> really, At a really yeah. nice restaurant, then, you know, <laughs> go ahead. Wicked Barley is a sponsor of the show, by the way, so just saying. <gasps> that is true, and I love you, Jen. Wicked Barley is the best. All I'm trying to say is, I mean... I mean, Come, a lot of people, you can make it to both shows. Yeah, you can make it to both shows. You can shows. totally shows. make yeah, it. Yeah. You can make it to both shows, for so sure. What time do you play at Wicked Barley? Three to six. Three to six. Oh, yeah. You just yeah. jet on over to the, to yeah. the West Coast real quick. You can go, you can go take a nap. Yeah, I, I think then you, come can, to you the could show. do that. That's like a three and a half hour drive, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're hustling. Yeah. You can get down and do it. You can make it work, yeah. yeah. You can make sure. it work, for sure. That's going to be a lot of fun, though. Oh, I'm super excited, I man. I'm so stoked. I had such a good time down in OBJ with you guys, man. That yeah. was just absolutely incredible. That's a great festival, man. It's like one of my favorite festivals in Florida, I think. Yeah. The, yeah. The, we were just in and out, like, just one day there. But, like, the. Dude, 24 hours, like, to the dot. <laughs> we left 1904 and got back 24 hours later. And I guess everybody went home. I know. I passed out as soon as I got home. Yeah, I did too. Woke up at like 6.30 and I was like, oh shit, it's 6.30, I got to go to work. I'm thinking it's 6.30 in the morning uh. the <laughs> next day and I got to get up. I'm like, shit, I'm still hungover. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm just finally looking through my phone. I'm like, oh wait, I'm completely wrong. I still got 12 more hours before my alarm <laughs> clock's going to go off I in the that morning. Feeling. That's like the worst feeling. That was that was the first time back at a, at a festival that I felt like 
it, it, it felt like a real fucking thing. I t- I've been telling everybody I've yeah, been, I took yeah, it for yeah. granted. You know what I mean? And then it's finally like back and I'm just like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like Greenhouse Lounge was a lot of fun, but so was the Javis, so was Tanned, and then Spore just destroyed. Oh my God, those guys! That I love you guys so much, but Spore, I don't know, (laughs) man. That just it reminds me of old music I used to play with some of my friends, and you know, ever since I met those guys, they they added Michael to it. They had the I can't think of the two guys that play with them, but they had the banjo player and the guitar player play with them on Saturday night. Yeah, man, just for a few songs. I don't remember that one part. It's (laughs) just full shred the whole time, dude. They're so good. They're so good. Oh, was it um, Nigel? From Firewater that played. No, with no, no, no. It wasn't Nigel. God, that's why I didn't even recognize the guy. They obviously announced him, but Matt, at this Matt point, Weiss it was you know eleven thirty at night. The um, other guitarist. Mm-hmm, when they mm-hmm. that ended the set, I got there a little bit late. Yeah, yeah. Right before that, they had a guy playing banjo, just shredding away. I mean, nice. you can only imagine if you're going to jam with Spore, you got to be able to shred hard. Yeah, for sure, for sure. These guys get down. Steve's a oh, fucking yeah. rock star in that oh, band yeah. too. But I love watching him play with Spore. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was talking to my dad about that the other day. Their show in um, uh, Oktoberfest in Jack's Beach. My dad had never seen Spore play before, and you know Steve's just pelvic thrusting the whole time he plays he's like man that bass player is getting down up there and it's like yeah he's a fucking yeah. rock star he's, he's 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 like growing into a young russell brand for sure is what yeah. looks like for sure. <laughs> without a fucking doubt he's not there 100 percent yet but he'll it's, get there give him some time so funny his outfits and shit just made me laugh yeah. he always brags about how cheap they are too yeah it's like i got this off amazon this whole thing for like ten dollars like, he gets his outfits at fucking well, goodwill like bro let's be honest google <laughs> no goodwill oh goodwill <laughs> that's funny, man. I got, yeah, Google clothes. Google, Google clothes. clothes. <laughs> oh, it's in the air now. It's, it's going to be yeah. a new business in the next year. I just realized I'd never put shoes on. I'm still wearing flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Whatever. It's, my, it's my fucking house. I'm yeah, it's all one, good, right? bro. This, bro, this no, your one, best life, no bro. one's worried about your feet. This is casual. It's comfy. It's comfy. I like to be comfy and current, especially at home. Comfy and current. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like it. All right, anyways, so, Corey, why don't you give us some background on you and coming up and when you started playing music and all that good stuff. Okay, so I, my whole life I've always, you know, my both of my, all my grandparents were musicians pretty much, just like pianos, on, you know, my, my dad's mom was a gigging piano player. She actually wrote my grandpa before he died. He was still getting checks from the Army Corporation of Engineers because she wrote the jingle for the Army Corporation of Engineers. I... I do not know the words to it or how it goes, but if you look it up on YouTube, you can find it. That's wild. Um, so are you guys getting that check now too? <laughs> no, I think they stopped because she died, shoot, I don't know, 15 years ago or oh, something good. like that. Um, so we're not getting any more royalties from that, unfortunately. And it was, they send like $2 a month, you oh, know what okay. I mean? Gotcha. It wasn't anything serious. Um, my mom's, bro. my mom's grandma, um, she was just one of those people who just could play anything on the piano. If she heard it, she could play it. You know what I mean? So we always had pianos and stuff around the house that I would kind of tinker with and, you know, growing up, you know, mess around with a little bit. Never really took any formal lessons or anything until I was in middle school. My dad bought me a bass guitar. I started playing bass and taking lessons in middle school jamming out with a few of my friends at the beach we were playing you know I, ha- I listened to a lot of like fat records like punk rock and sublime to like slightly stupid and pepper and stuff so we were playing like punk rock and little with reggae 
jams and stuff in between them. Um, kind of started doing that for a while. And then I came across FL Studio at one of my friend's house when I was in high school. And it just changed everything for me. It's like, holy crap, I can make entire songs and all I got to do is just sit here and do it. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't need a group of people. Granted, I, I would much rather play in a band than just sit at home and produce by myself. But I started doing that in like high school kind of, you know, you'd get like 18, 19, 21 years old. You just want to party. So I wasn't really doing too much with it. And then eventually I was just like, man, why did I stop? And got back into it, started playing more music with my friends again. And we used to practice, you know, three, four times a week. But we never really went through with anything on it, you know. Sure. And so kind of it just, you know, feathered away, did its own little thing. I was kind of bummed out about it. Um, but one of my best friends, Paige McMullen, she plays in band Tomboy from Jacksonville yep she played in rice so so we we grew up we went to elementary school together and uh I remember we used to always hang out and she came over one day and she's like oh my god she's like I'm playing with rice at warehouse and she's like we got this guy that's coming in he's rapping while we're playing talking about Daryl I was like okay it's like that's that's pretty rad like let me just come hang out and check it out you know what i mean they got a whole band going on they've got everything they don't need anyone else to join the band but i'd love to be friend i'm friends with Paige, and if she's in a band with people i can imagine i'm going to be friends with them too you know so uh kind of started hanging around with them me and daryl kicked it off right off the right off rip and um you know everybody in rice i guess i don't know exactly what happened to rice it just kind of me neither you know fizzled. fizzled out exactly and universal green was born and then so universal green was playing for probably i don't know two or three years before i even joined um and then the same thing it's like people had families and you know other obligations and it just wasn't really working out but I was still great friends with Paige and she's like telling me all this stuff. So I'm like, Hey, I'm like, you ever need a bass player or somebody that can produce some stuff, you know, maybe add some electronic stuff in behind it. Just let me know. And kind of slowly started working my way into it. I was playing piano in there for a little while, just adding in that. Like when I talked to Daryl, he was like, you know, we got the meat and potatoes, but he's like, I need that sauce, I need that little <laughs> bit of extra, that just extra stuff to, you know, bring everything together. And so kind of started jamming with them. And next thing I know, I'm playing at the amphitheater at Swanee at uh, Blackwater. I think that was the first festival that I played there. Whoa. That was super, super Back cool, man. Back in 2011? Yeah. Was it was the last Blackwater they had. Yeah, that was the first festival I played at. Too. Yeah. Or and first, it, first Swanee. Anyway. It, it was crazy because... It was 10 years ago. God damn. Um, so, side note. Before that... I got attacked by a dog. I got like 90 stitches in the back of my leg. So oh, I was fuck. literally, yeah, it was insane. So I was literally up on stage, but I'm going to practice. I'm like, I'm using a cane and crutches. I got my girlfriend at the time that was helping me bring in all my gear and stuff and made it to Blackwater. And I remember we were playing and it was like the last two or three songs. And I'm just like, I got to go sit with the studio or the monitor guys. I can't, 
I just can't stand up here anymore right now. And everything, it still went super great. Um, it's crazy. The amount of band members and stuff we've gone through in there, It's uh, it's been a lot. But, you know, just with the persistence and stuff, we finally made it to where we are now and having a great time doing that. And then, you know, I've been, like I said, I've been producing since I found that program pretty much, you know, when I was a teenager and just trying to stay as busy as I can, really. What was the, uh, what was the Jack scene like when you were coming up initially, like when, you know, as a teenager in your 20s? So when I was going to a lot of shows, then it was like, I was going, like I said, a lot of punk rock shows, no effects, lag wagon, strung out all fat records. I remember seeing, um, death by stereo at Freebird. that was one of the coolest shows i think i ever saw you know i saw the casualties what was it not what was next to plush rain i don't know i'm up rain exactly. oh okay I, I think it was rain that was next to plush on, but on, like on university yeah that place sucked. it was terrible <laughs> dude so we were there and we we're watching the casualties play and someone like spilled a drink on something and all the speakers went out but their amps were still on and one of them had a megaphone. So they played for like another 30 minutes and it just sounded so bad, dude. Yeah, and bad. you're like, there was like, sh- there was like shootings and stuff at plush. You know, Paris Hilton was supposed to show up at plush. Remember that? Was she never- yeah. Wasn't she supposed to DJ up there? Never- oh, that was here. Yeah. I remember hearing her doing like a DJ thing. Yeah. Somewhere. That was at plush, but she never showed up. No shit. Do you know who did play at plush though? Muse. Really? Yeah, like way back in the day. That's pretty dope. It was fucking that's wild. awesome, man. Anyway, sorry, I didn't know. Well, no, I mean, that's, you know, pretty much where it all started. You know what I mean? Just jamming out with my buddies. And then, like I said, that kind of fizzled out. So I'm like, okay, I need to meet more musicians and spread my wings a little bit and figure something out. And were you going to jam sessions at all? Or were you like getting plugged in that way? Or was just a new li- people that A were little bit. So, you know, this so before my other hip hop group Jack's Beach Hippie, I had a group with my friend Vashon and my friend Ryan called the J Villains, and it was just I was That's producing for them. Great name. I was producing for them, helping them like write the songs and stuff. And uh, when Universal Green first started, like I said, I was friends with Paige. I was friends with Daryl. So we're like, hey, let's do some shows together. So we started doing shows at 1904, the first year they opened. And that's when I met Jason. That's when I met a bunch of other people. Like, do you remember it was there was no stage out back? Yep. It was like dirt yep. and mulch. And just like anytime it would rain, it would just be a swamp back there. It was crazy. Um, but that's kind of how I met Jason. And then after meeting Jason, you know, I'm just going to 1904, meeting so many people. And it's just like, okay. I know not it's like I'm friends with the guy that owns the place. And then he's introducing me to the bands that are coming here. And it's like, we're all just chatting. And it's, I'm not like, Hey, let me come play in your band or anything. It's just like, I just want to make friendships with these people. And over the years, it's kind of like, Oh wow. Like I didn't realize that you've have been producing music for this song. I didn't realize that we should do some things together and slowly you know, slowly but surely getting there. You know what I mean? I think I, me and you even chatted about it once. Yeah, I was just like, I'm sure. just trying to get involved with some collaborations with more people because you know, a lot of people say less is more, but a lot of times more is more. Yeah, you know what totally. I mean? And 
Well, we want it's it's good. Like I think casting it, a net or anyways. Is, yeah, I think is what you're saying, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, it's like it, it's. I think it's 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 important also as an artist to be able to put yourself in those different creative headspaces. You know, like like what you do with one person is not going to be what you do with somebody else, and exactly. it's cool to kind of be able to put yourself in those those headspace i don't know i really that's like my favorite thing to do exactly is it makes you think differently yeah like you write music a certain way and then you meet up with someone that writes music a different way and it just changes your whole perspective on the way you're doing things and some of the greatest music you'll ever make i feel like comes out of you know collaborations with yeah. other people for sure totally man so so i guess like like to the production side of things was that I guess at born out of necessity more than anything else, right? It was just that you weren't able to, like, the, the bands that you were playing with were kind of, like, fizzling out and wasn't working out, and uh, this is, like, a yeah, new thing. Yeah, 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 a little bit. You know, I was, you know, not, ex yeah, I guess that's exactly what it was. I wasn't really playing out. I wasn't doing anything. I'm like, okay, how can I figure this out? Um, I forgot to mention, so my buddy Sean that I do Jack's Beach Hippie with, he was part of the J-Villains with me. He used to ghostwrite. We've been friends since middle school. Okay. So he moved up to Atlanta. He was ghostwriting for Def Jam and was like, we kind of weren't hanging out, obviously, because I'm living in Jack's Beach. He's in Atlanta. We're both 19 years old. You can't afford to travel back and forth like that. And I hit him up one day. I'm like, hey, man, I'm like, me and my friends that play music all the time, I'm like, we need you to come do a song with us. And he's like, all right, cool send me something over or next time I'm in town, I'll get in touch with you guys. It's like, all right. So, you know, long story short, he never came and ended up jamming with the band, but I was making beats. So I'm like, all right, well here, let me send you a couple tracks, whatever. And I sent him one. He just straight spit freestyled the whole thing. No hook, no nothing. It was like five minutes long. Nice. And I'm like, okay, well, this is really entertaining. Actually. I love it. I'd never heard somebody rap over my beats before like i don't i write but i don't like sing or you know rap or whatever have too too many vocal things and uh just kind of got started doing that with him and it just all blossomed so far from there you know what i mean that's when yeah. j villains got created and then after the j villains we started jacks beach hippie and you know like i said knowing daryl daryl's been rapping with his brother their whole life so it's like as soon as i met him he's like i'm like oh i make beats he's like you make beats all right cool let me come rap for you and you know i've got a few other friends we're working on projects with my friend ty she just moved up to jersey got a project coming out with her um i was just talking to Kristen campbell the other day she wants to get on a couple songs with us just not we don't really have anything written or ready you know what i mean but it's just kind of you know, put it in the air and see what you can do. Just stay as busy. The goal, like I, like I was telling you guys earlier, you know, I still got a full-time job. And the goal is to not have a full-time job yeah. and be a full-time musician. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like that so, every day. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you, man. Way, yeah. What, when, when do you think, uh, like when did hip-hop become like, a, like an aspect of your life? Was that something oh, you grew man. up with? Or was so, that yeah, I remember. I think I really started. So my mom, she was super cool. Um, she was listening to, like, Sublime when the first album dropped. I remember I was in second grade, and she's listening to freaking Pawn Shop and What I Got oh, yeah. at our little <laughs> beach house in Ponte Vedra that we had. And that kind of, like, just sparked something for me. You know what I mean? Bradley, he, you know, he'd do his punk rock. He'd, he'd rap. He'd do his reggae stuff. And I'm like, okay, it just kind of 
stuck. And I don't know exactly when I really started listening to hip hop. I want to say it was probably in like sixth or seventh grade. But I remember I was in my room at my dad's house one day. I think I was listening. I was either listening to like DMX or PD Pablo, some really vulgar, like angry rapping stuff. My dad opened the door and he didn't tell me to turn it off, but he's like, what the hell are you listening to, dude? I'm like, don't worry about me. I'll, you know, I'll turn it down if it's bothering you. But <laughs> I think that was my first real experience. I'm like, you know, I, I enjoy it. Like I was like, this one's for North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's, you know, ever since then, cause I think one of my best friends was real into hip hop when I was in middle school and it just, it just kind of stuck with me. It's like the, the instrumentals I think was the main thing for me. And that's when, you know, I started building all that. And then, you know, cause you listen to rap music sometimes and it's like, wow, this person sounds like hot garbage. Yeah. And then you'll listen to rap music other times. And you're just like, I, I got to rewind this three times to just listen to what this guy said. Yeah. So it really can, you know, contemplate or I can get it through my brain. It's like a, a, recently I've been listening to a lot of like the roots radio, the new J Cole album. Just oh, I heard it's out. really good. Oh my God. Every, I, I have playing basketball now. Every album. He's doing that too. You know that? <laughs> yeah. He's playing professional basketball. He's on the NBA or anything like that. He's in like, like super minor, minor, but whatever. Yeah. But just, uh, you know, that's like when I'm listening to music, I'm going from, you know, hip hop to like, I like to listen to a lot of the new stuff that comes out just to kind of see what's going what's on. Going on. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure, you got to stay relevant. Um, but at the same time, I'm also listening to a lot of like pop punk and, you know, like kind of like a day to remember type stuff, you know, yeah. more and to even to like Lamb of God just dropped a new album and I've been blasting that in my truck recently yeah. <laughs> on my way to work nice um <laughs> she'll definitely get you going in the morning oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. For, for sure dude for sure i always uh, uh uh i liked all the beats and sounds in hip-hop and actually that's where i got my start for electronic music was in fl studio too right. at, the, at the same time i think it was like in uh, ninth grade is when i like figured out that i could do the eighth or ninth grade but uh that's all i listen to now uh is the lo-fi hip-hop YouTube <laughs> station like so, nonstop. So it's I've my been, favorite. I've yeah. been really impressed with a lot of the new music that I'm finding. It's kind of like, like I said, pop punk and like metal, but they're mixing in this electronic aspect of it. And I've been trying to figure that out. Like my whole life, as far like like I said, when I first started playing, I was jamming out. We we're playing punk rock. We we're just we'd play for four hours at a time and just go from you know, prog rock to punk rock to little reggae breakdowns to just weird stuff going on. Yeah. And I'm like, how can I just like, I want to add 808s into here. I want to do all this. And recently I've been seeing a lot more stuff that's kind of coming out like that. And I'm super, super impressed with it. And I'm just glad it's finally, I mean, it's, 10 years 15 years later it's now weird. it's coming back yeah but it's it's super cool to me that uh you can mix in all this live instrumentation and live vocals but not necessarily run backtracks but you can still have your electronic part like when you're on your keyboard or you know if someone's got a drum pad and they can throw in those electronic drums and stuff it's just so cool to me man there was a uh fuck man what was the name of that band that they came in so when I was running the jam over at Nighthawks uh, on Wednesday nights, and this one band was in town from Philadelphia, 
uh, or Pittsburgh. I think I think it was Philly though. Um, they're like a jam band. It starts with a T. You you know who they are. Um, I can't remember their name right now. Talk. Not talk. That that would be uh, amazing. Uh, it's, it's like, t- not twiddle, but something similar to that. Oh, like, uh, tweed. Tweed. Yeah, tweed. tweed okay, yeah. there you go. So they came in, and they played a show that weekend, or the, the, the previous weekend, and then they stayed in town, and were just hanging out for the week. And then we came and ran the jam night, uh, me, Steve, and, uh, and Pat Shoemaker. And, um... And so these guys came in, and 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 the the drummer was like, you know, I, I do like a a lot of like you know DJ stuff as well. Would you would you guys be cool if I set up like my Ableton and did my thing? And I was like, bro, I would love to jam with you on that. Right. So he set it up, and it was really cool because I had jammed with some other DJs there, and didn't work out because they weren't like like they were they were they were like playing a, like like a track list, you know. Right. This dude had like 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 loops made and all this stuff like like ready to be put in a situation where it was a band situation yeah and we started jamming on that stuff and it was like the most fun i ever had jamming like like at that point in a long time you know yeah so it was like i love doing that kind of stuff that's awesome dude i think that's actually i was gonna i was thinking about that on my drive earlier that's where i really i think i met you was at the jam sessions and i was like i'm pretty sure it was still nighthawks when you were hosting those jam sessions yeah you know i'd known steve for a while i came and met you there jammed out you know, played a couple songs, and I was just like, "All right, well, this is pretty yeah, rad." That's right, I remember that. Um, and then I think I came back. I want to say it was, I think it was one of your jam sessions too. But like, Alex was there. You had Aaron playing the drums. Yeah, I, brought, I had both of my. I had all my keyboards in the truck with me, so I just brought up my little bass station and my mini Nova, and Alex was playing the bass station. I'm doing like some weird vocoder stuff on there. You're playing the guitar. I think Steve or Adam was playing bass. Aaron's just was shredding on the drums as usual. And man, that that was a super super fun time. Yeah, like, man, that jam had some really fun moments where it was like, you know, just like sometimes like the right group of people would show up and there was something like magic right, that happened right. on that stage. Man, it was fun for sure. Um, all right, so th- there's like a lot of different uh, when 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 people say a producer in music. There's like a million things that that can mean. Right. So when when you say that you're a producer, what does that mean specifically to you? So like I said, I've been you know making whole tracks forever, um, probably a good almost 15 years now I'd say. Um, that you know that it started out like oh just you're a, you're a beat maker like when you first start you're like oh i'm a producer like you telling all your friends you're a producer like i don't have a city job picking up trash right now you know right. what i mean like i'm a producer right and this was when i was growing up and then you know just throughout the years it you know just kind of evolved like i've bought in tons of different vsts just so you have good sounds and stuff i got a bunch of different hardware at my house like i've got a whole studio room at my house that i work and try to make cool things out of you know um but i'm also like i'm recording my friends when they come over to the house um there was a while um a buddy of mine i haven't talked to him in a while but his family his dad uh was i don't know if he was the manager or the producer or what but he worked with uh 95 or 95 south and uh what's the other one there's 90 or 95 boys and 
either way, I was hanging out with them, but I was going to like the Wind Squad studio downtown every now and then, hanging out with those guys, kind of working. Um, Short Fuse is another little spot they had in there, like just. But that was like real. It's like all hip hop stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it was so cool, like just learning, hanging out with Paige, like we were talking about Rice and going to Warehouse Studios. Like it's so much different. Warehouse is, you know, there's. 50 instruments in the main studio whereas when you go to a hip-hop studio it's kind of you're sitting at a computer and a piano it's like a vocal booth and then like, and a like vocal the, the control room yeah, is like yeah, you know yeah. enough for three people um but to me i mean producing is just like you know make everything from the beat help write the track record the track um you know, I mix everything. I don't know much about mastering or not, but I've got a few people you can just send it to or whatever. Yeah. How that works. You pay somebody. I'd rather pay someone to do it so I can spend more time on actually making new stuff. You know what I mean? But then on top of that, like just trying to recently, we're really trying to start filming more stuff and just turn it into a whole thing. You know what I mean? Instead of just putting music on, you know, YouTube, iTunes, whatever actually put in like a vision behind it you know what i mean yeah got this whole situation going on that's definitely a big role of a producer is just to be able to see that vision and and make sure you get the right people involved to help get that vision out there you know right hey everyone just want to take a second to talk to you about one of our favorite music venues blue jay listening room blue jay is a space for true music lovers where every ticket is a backstage pass Silence your cell phones, enjoy a nice glass of wine or craft beer, and be part of an intimate experience unlike anywhere else in Jacksonville. Hear national and local artists sing their original songs and share the stories behind them in a space carefully curated for the premiere show-going experience. I personally have seen some of my favorite shows here, as well as having played with some of my heroes. Not only is Blue Jay a wonderfully unique experience, it has become a staple in the Florida music scene. Mention bottom of the bill on your next visit and receive 10% off your tab. Blue Jay is located at 2457 3rd Street South, Jacksonville Beach, and be sure to check out www.bluejayjacks.com for news, ticketing, and events. That's what this whole podcast was originally about, is like, instead of just like doing it like willy-nilly, like actually having a strategic plan for everything that you want to do. Yeah, and that's the main thing, is just, you know, instead of just saying, okay, here's a song, put it out, like... Well, here's a song, you know, we need this long to promote it. We need this long to film for it. We need this long, you know, play it at this many shows, blah, blah, blah. It's like that, that, that means a lot to me. Just trying to almost like, I don't want to say a management position, but it's like you go to a job and your manager says, okay, we need to do this, this, and this today. That's kind of how I feel about it. You know, I've got big old chalkboards in my studio room. We write everything down. We write our lyrics down. If we're recording, you know, okay, we got these songs that we need to finish, you know, and <laughs> it's, a, it's definitely a, uh, a, a task to yeah. say the least, but just, like I said, just try to get your hands in as many windows as possible, but, don't you don't definitely don't want to overdo it either because then you kind of lose that creative aspect i feel like if you've got your fingers in too many places you're not gonna focus on the things you really need to focus on yeah that's definitely ends up being a big problem for me for sure it's like you right. try to do like all these different things and then it's like wait when was the last time i just sat down and like wrote a song you know yeah that's exactly. the kind of shit that gets to me all the time 
That's why I don't really like the music business very much. I mean, I like I'm definitely like you know, fucking uh, knee deep into it at this yeah. point. But I'm just I remember been in it for a few years, thinking yeah. about getting out of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not really like trying to get no, out. No, I, I know. I just I just want to be like like you said, like at least somehow like reserve some time. But before you were into it, you didn't really like ever reserve time to like practice or like write new songs. Right. You were just like, oh, I'm just like so free. I can just write a new song whenever it comes to me and yeah. never have to worry about any sort of thing after it. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that, that kind of existential dread. Next thing you know, you, yeah. Just hangs over you like all the time and then it just makes you just want to just like sit at home and do nothing. So anyways. <laughs> I, I, no, I totally understand. Dude. It's like you write one song, but then you listen to it a thousand times. Yeah. And only you and two of your friends have ever heard it. And you're like, I don't even want to put the song out anymore. I'm just tired of listening to it. I can tell you right now that um, since I've gotten the masters for the new album, I will never listen to those songs ever again. (laughs) I know, man. The the album's not even coming out for another like like two months. And I will never listen to those songs ever again. He told me he (laughs) he finally finished. uh, uh, They finally finished one of the music videos for it. And I just want to see him like. No. no, over it. <laughs> I don't care. Over, uh, just no. put it out. Call it a couple months and then I, maybe I know what the song is. We'll we'll play it behind us on a projector at a show yeah. one day, <laughs> bro. It's it's so like that is it's so true. I, even today, I was like, I was doing something. I, I just got. I started like I go into like these these like like I get very impulsive about stuff and I'll go on like these you know tangents of like you know booking gigs or I start to think about like really in depth about marketing stuff and and what the next thing is and I was like okay so just my brain instantly today went to I was like okay so what is it it's uh it's May okay that means we should be working on the next album by December okay Fuck so you. we're gonna take Fuck you. so we're gonna we're gonna tour <laughs> so so we're gonna tour for the rest of the year and then we're gonna after the album comes out and then December we're gonna take a break and go back to the studio and start doing it again it's just like it's already like and it's okay we, it needs to be out by, by next May again that's what needs to happen I'm just like, like next thing you know you didn't play your guitar for three days and I'm like Jesus I'm thinking about these things too much yeah you know? it's, it's 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 definitely a lot to 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 balance. You know, it's it's, it's all. I mean, time management is so important in oh, this yeah, thing. You for know, sure. And you know, it's hard having a full time job, and especially like I said, you know, I'm getting up in the mornings and doing construction during the day. So it's hard to be motivated sometimes when you get home. But at the same time, it's like it's more motivating to realize. Like like I said. I don't want to work a nine to five all day. I want to be a full-time musician when whatever shape, form or fashion that comes in, I'll figure that out when I get there, I suppose, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just try to stay as busy as you can and, you know, work with all your friends and have a good time, but just don't overdo it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so when you're, when you're, uh, like producing tracks and working with different people, obviously like depending on who you're working with, you're probably going to be doing things like approaching it a little bit differently for each person. But like, is there something about something that you produce that has like, like your stamp on it? Like if I listen to something like, like, like what about a track that you make makes it you other than the fact that you made it, but you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. I understand. I try to just, you know. I don't know. I guess there's not a certain thing that I would say, but it's like I try to, you know, incorporate live instruments as much as possible. And then in the same breath, but like you also want to cater whoever you're working with. You want to make sure that they're happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not working with too many other people. But at the same breath, when I 
do work with these people it's like all right what do you what do you want from me you know what i mean like i can i can sit here and play a couple keys on the piano and make a beat in 30 minutes no problem you know but if if whoever i'm with is they don't like it like okay well what if you try this what if you try that and it's like i'm always open to try new things but then sometimes you know there you'll have people at your house that aren't necessarily a musician not that i'm recording them but they's like other people have these ideas and they're like you should do you know add a spider sound to it or add you know the freaking weird noise to what it like the how fuck's yeah. a spider sound okay yeah. <laughs> has that been an actual request and you're bringing that no up? not from me that that um spider sound yeah add, add a spider sound to it there um there but there's a lot of people it's like like i said you know when i first started producing you know when I was in high school, it's like you get to, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19 years old. However, it's like you think you're the shit. You know what I mean? It's like you've got all these ideas and then you actually meet someone that's been doing it for a longer time. And it's like, oh, man, I was like, hold on. Like, I got to humble myself right now because this isn't working. And that's what I try to do every time I'm working on something. If I'm with a new person or even just with myself, I'm like, what? How can I do something differently? than what I normally do. It's like, instead of just starting with, you know, a, a melody or a drum beat, like how can I think of something different? Even when it, you know, I try to uh, um, produce, not produce my own sounds. I can't, sound design. Oh yeah. Sound design. I try to do that. And then sometimes it's like, sometimes it works out really well. And then other times you're sitting there for four or five hours working on the same snare drum and you're like, I can't get this right. But that's why I also, I, I like, I got Omnisphere contact, all those, you know, external VSTs and stuff. And it's like, you can just dig through and find new sounds every single time you get on your computer. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It's hard for me to kind of not talk about myself, but like, I was thinking about it when you asked me for that bio, like when it comes to writing and stuff, I'm like, I can write a song, you know what I mean? Cause I don't have to think about myself, but yeah. writing that bio, it's like, it's hard for me to kind of write about myself. And so when it comes to making music, I don't know, I guess it's the same way. I just try to stay as diverse as I possibly can. It's a real good attitude to have, um, man. You know, it's like, I, you know, working with friends and like we were just talking about a few minutes ago, it's like you'd, get someone in the studio that you haven't been in the studio with it'll change your whole perspective and it's like okay well let me maybe i'll try this and then it works out and you know you can also change your whole relationship with them too yeah because that, they could be <laughs> yeah. like uh, i don't know if i actually like you as a human being yeah, anymore exactly <laughs> that shit's like uh, there's something weird about that experience it's like it's like as as vulnerable it, it's it's becoming as vulnerable as you can possibly be without actually like sleeping with somebody right you know what right I mean? and not you know <laughs> not a, not a okay bye. this is why yeah, our last we podcast sleep, we talked about we do, sleep, with we do sleep in the same bed together on the road <laughs> that is true uh but this this is what we talked about in the last podcast about me poor, being a pr though. uh nightmare yeah. i just say yeah right. shit that's like not do you think appropriate of the words before you do you pick them or do they just come out? <laughs> they just come out, they bro. Just come out. There's no, yeah. there, there's a, no I do have a filter, but it's at also, it's, at least it's real. It is real. Yeah. It is real. I, I do, I, I do have a filter and I do try and think about what I say, but I'm also very slow. So sometimes <laughs> the words that I should say don't come out. It's just like, it's like, what's the simplest way to say this? It's the most offensive way to say it too. So 
I'll say it that way, and the point still gets across. You right, get I, mean? right. I don't mean to be a dick. It just comes out that way. Anyways, yeah, so it is ex- <laughs> extremely vulnerable uh, without uh, – having to well, and some other people you know like you say like you know you bring <laughs> thank you, you for you saving me you bring someone to your studio and it's like they don't like how you work you yeah. know what i mean and then it's like well i, I want to do everything i can with you but goddamn, dude I mean, you know give me a fucking break there's only so much i can do and it's like i can't make a spider sound yeah i can't make a fucking sound you idiot <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, you know, there's only so much you can do, but the thing, you know, just try to stay as humble as possible is yeah. my whole thing, you know, just try to keep a level head, and, you know, if someone gets on my nerves, it's like, hey, man, sorry, this just, it's not working out, I'll send you a freaking beat pack on Google Drive or yeah. something, and you can figure it out yourself, but. Have you ever, have you ever had to do that before? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I have one specific thing coming in my head right now, when I was probably 21 or 22 i was living in mayport and we were still doing j villain stuff and one of our buddies we went to high school with came over well he brought a friend with him and his friend was like oh man he's like i love this this is so cool this is awesome he's like you guys should let me get on a song and we're like i bet let's listen to some more beats we'll chill for a little while well he's drinking i think he was drinking jim beam and classy it just randomly just out of nowhere bro like we're listening to beats he's like i don't fucking like this shit i'm like what what happened dude like what changed he's like i don't like this shit y'all need to change it and like okay well you obviously got a problem right now this jim beam is taking over your brain or something i'm like you gotta get the fuck out of the house he's like what are you gonna do if i don't i'm like we're gonna drag you out of this house (laughs) if you don't leave and his buddy's like oh shit he's like hey I can't remember what his name is. He's like, bro, he's like, we got we got to go. We got to go. They're going to drag us out of this house right now. And I was like, man, like, h- how did it go from I love you guys. This is so fun to what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like anything changed. No one's demeanor changed, I guess, except that guy's. Yeah, right. Um, did you uh, send him a beat pack? No, he didn't get a beat pack. <laughs> he didn't get He didn't get, 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 get the beat pack. Right. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Fuck but hey, uh, send me an email if you're watching this, and yeah. uh, you can check out my my website, and I'll, you can buy some beats. How about yeah, that? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought you were talking to that one guy that you pulled out of your house. No, I was. And then you were like, I thought you were gonna be like, yeah, if you're watching this, you can uh, uh, suck my balls. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> that too. You can you pay me. You can have it. You can suck a dick too. Oh, someone taking the heat off of me now. This is great. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, that's honestly, you know, like I said, I try to stay as humble as possible, and that's really the only bad experience I've had like that. Um, I also I don't work with too many people. I'd rather work with, like, a friend or someone that, like, I really vibe with, and that way you can kind of just, like, you can build a whole thing. You know what I mean? It's not like me just, here's, 10 beats do whatever the hell you want with them it's kind of like i want to work with you to make this the best song possible yeah totally you know and so yeah i've worked with people where uh they're they just don't have any work ethic also and that's that's a really hard one too because they go like you know it's okay well let's sit down and write this i don't produce in that way but i'm i you know like with writing tunes and stuff so you'll sit down with somebody it's okay so 
you know, what are you trying to do with this song here? Let's let's try, you know, like well, what's the chord progression? I can try to help you write some melodies over it. We can try to write some lyrics and kind of just bounce some ideas off each other back and forth and just kind of see what happens. Um, and they'll work for like ten minutes and say, okay, you want to go grab like I gotta go to the store and buy cigarettes, or I gotta, you know, yeah. we'll go, let's go, let's go grab. Uh, no, you 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 got a pretty good work oh, ethic. Oh no, I just know people like that too. Oh yeah, yeah. I know I have oh, a really good work ethic. Yeah, yeah. no. I, I I don't leave. I fucking I'll, I'm no, yeah. Hit pissed at you for being like we should do this fucking take for the hundredth time like okay man. well I have a, that that means i have a good work ethic too though that right because i'm trying to get the best fucking take which is the worst thing for a work ethic you know i've well i've i read this thing recently you guys know who gary vaynerchuk is uh no. entrepreneur no, so. just super super you know, keep saying super humble guy but just he's got it vayner media i think is what it is but he has this quote that he said he says perfection is a disguise for insecurity. And oh, I wrote that yeah. on like my that. chalkboards. Yeah. I'm like, wow, because I used to be the same way. Dude, we've got a hundred songs that only me and Sean have listened to. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, it's not ready yet. It's not ready. And it's like, you know what? Just it's done. There's no reason that it's not ready. Put the song out. I'm like, I don't need to change these hi-hats anymore. I don't need to do anything else to this song. Just put it out, and I can work on a new song. Yeah. You know? And that really stuck with me. Uh, perfection is a disguise for insecurity. That it doesn't. I'm, I'm right there with you. I totally I, agree with I, you. I, I, that's that is a, a great quote, and I and I can agree with that too because I'm not saying that my approach is the the best way to do it. It's not. But there is also like when I listen back to something, and either. I can hear like <laughs> that's also true. But when I can hear issues like with with the timing, or if I hit like a wrong note, right? That kind of shit. You can't oh, let that kind sure. of shit yeah. slide. Yeah, you know, like for sure. for like that. Sure. That's just sloppy. Like you don't. Put, you're not gonna hear a song on the radio. Right? Let's. It doesn't have to be the radio. Your favorite band of all time that maybe never got radio play but is very successful. Let's say you listen to one of their records, you're not gonna hear that kind of shit on there. Oh, absolutely. And that's that's just all. That that's my approach. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, it doesn't need to be perfect, but it needs to sound like them. It needs, right. it, needs it needs to be right. that level of clean. And otherwise, it's like, what are we doing here? You know, I mean, we're not like fucking 19 years old. We're in our 30s, and we're trying to be successful here. I think yeah. it sounds 100%. too clean, though. You know what I mean? You think it sounds too clean? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> sometimes you need that little bit of like grunge and dirt behind it. Yeah. You know? even, even well, Mr. You know, let's clean let's... still's got that gold earring. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's not 100 percent sterile. Well, I mean, there there is something something to be said about that, right? I mean, look at Jack White and, and the White Stripes. Yeah. And everything that Jack White does is so stripped down and, look at, and like, raw. Every funk record ever. From the seventies, yeah, yeah from sure. The parliament, yeah, okay, every, every <laughs> okay, but like we're also forty years. You use the early Prince records, and you hear the mistakes on there. Yeah, but that's a different time. Yeah, that shit doesn't happen now. No. You don't put on the radio and hear mistakes on the radio. Is all I'm saying. But is that better? If yes. you fuck up your recording, just call it Jazz Fusion, Thank and then you're you, good yeah. to go. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> uh, no, but are you asking if it is better? And yes, it is better. That is, that it sounds perfect on on. Uh, look at. If you want, if you want the human element, go see a live show. Yeah. When you want to, when you want to listen to something for the perfect form, yeah. For, when you want to listen to perfection, there you go. okay. <laughs> when you want it, what do you don't want the human element? When you want to just hear something in its in its like perfect state, yeah. then that's when you put the record on. That's that's yeah. for me, anyways. Yeah, you know, like no, I agree. For sure. Like, I don't expect to go see... Billy's not agreeing. I with do. It. I mean, I get what he's saying. Because, <laughs> like, some of my favorite... Because I listen to electronic all the time, and that is right. perfect. Yeah. Like, there's no way around it. Yeah, you it's weird you that you wouldn't agree 
with me on this. Huh? It's actually weird that you wouldn't agree with me on this. Well, uh, because like when it comes to down to the, uh, uh, it's not really the perfection that's your problem. It's just like the thing that gets me so upset is that you'll be like, "This is perfect. This is perfect. This is perfect. This is perfect right here." And the next day, be like, "We have to redo this whole thing." Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> that's what pisses me off more than anything. That that does happen. A I lot. think that's what from now on, like you could just be like. Just, just always be like, we're almost there. We're almost there, <laughs> and then, and then I would never get upset or anything. Like that. I am, I'm a difficult person to work with in the studio, and not because, not because I'm unwilling to try new things, but it's, be, it is because of that right yeah. there, where it's like I'm just never satisfied with my performances. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, I've, I've done it a million times. You know what I mean? It's like you play one riff, and then you listen to it ten times, and you're like. Ooh, I could add this to it or yeah. I could add yeah. that to it. And then you start That's actually playing it like when you play live or whatever and you're like, sounds so much better than the recording. But I'm just like, I'm just trying to get to that point. I'm like, once it's done, it's not that it's done, but things are always going to evolve. But it's like, man, I just, I've, I, I don't know. I've There's like a Venn a diagram. Focusing on things. Yeah, it's like uh, how many takes you can do, how good it sounds. And then right here in the middle is how much money you have. Yeah. I think that's that's yeah. what makes me so upset. So I'm like, we're just gonna money is mo- money should never come into the equation when we're talking about art, okay? And I know that's a crazy thing to talk about because it, this it, is why everything we're on costs the bottom money. Of the bell. Well, no, <laughs> <laughs> look, as so, for for the, for the person who's in charge of the budgeting and has to deal with all of the numbers when it comes yeah. to everything. I'm the one who gets least. He's the one who gets so worked up about the money. I do. And I'm just like, if I'm not worried about it, you don't worry about it, right? Because like. It's what it, it it should never be in your head when we're sitting in the studio and we're trying to like finish an idea about where we're at in the clock. That has to, that even if we don't have the money in the bank, doesn't we have to? We'll, we'll figure that part out. Right. We have to make sure this is what we want at the end of the day, you know. And that's that's my mindset when it comes to it. My mindset is I don't want to eat pop darts for dinner. So, <laughs> well, for the rest I of think, my life, I think that's a big reason. <laughs> You know, coming back to it, I think that's a big reason I also you know started producing and doing everything out of out of my house you know i've got a little i didn't build a booth in there but i've got you know my microphones are basically in this box that's soundproofed that's got everything on the front of it so you can stand in front of it as long as you're wearing headphones you're not going to pick up anything i think that was huge for me was i don't have the money to go sit in a studio and granted this was a long time ago when i got all this equipment and stuff you know but I really, you know, I, I totally understand both sides of this. You sure. know what I mean? Like now I'll sit in, if we're going to a studio to record the Universal Green album, I'll sit there as long as it takes. The money's not an issue. But in the same breath, like we could do it for cheaper somewhere else. Totally. That With is true. Qu- same quality. Not that you're, not to put off in studios like they don't have, they can't do it right. You know what I mean? But if you know what you're doing and you've got the right equipment at your house, like, okay, I can spend X amount of dollars on this equipment and learn how to do it myself and never have to, you know, necessarily pay someone for it again, or I can go to the studio and then, you know, we're still coming out of pocket every hour, but that's also part, it kind of comes back to working with other people. You want another engineer that hasn't listened to your song 50 times, you know what I mean? Because they're going to say, okay, we need to change this or we need to change that. And shit. I that's mean, why that's I think the uh, we should experiment with doing it at home. We're all comfortable and everything too. Because that's the thing we go like on the road and it's just like it's just like you know going to work for right. Like a week. But 
and then getting an engineer to come to us and yeah. then pay him fifty dollars an We've hour, forty dollars an hour, we, 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 and then we just do it all at home. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so there is that's that, the cheapest way to do it. Well, especially because like a lot of bands, uh, I mean, a lot of not even bands, but just artists in general nowadays are doing everything direct in. Granted, they have like great software uh, to, to get like amazing sounds when it comes to like, guitar and bass and 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 all that. But it's like, you know, you really don't need. Like you really don't need to go into a studio to like record guitars anymore. Right. You can just plug right in, and and like the technology has gotten so advanced, you really can't tell the difference if you have the right plugins oh. and the right software. Yeah, man, it's crazy. I've seen so Stephen Slate. They've got like that giant console that they have now that you can record everything right out of. But I was looking at like you can buy that same console to put on your MacBook or your whatever kind of computer you have. And you pay $20 a month for it. Right. You know what I mean? It's right. like, and if you can learn all that stuff, granted, there's people that got everything that they can just work right off of. But being able, I think, I think being able to learn the engineering and mixing and mastering and all that stuff is huge when it comes to, you know, bands like us. You know, we're not these giant national touring bands. We're not doing anything super crazy. Granted, we're having a great time. We're playing awesome shows. But it never hurts to keep learning, you know. Oh, totally, man. I mean, I I have logic on, on this thing right here, and right. I I mean, I have like a uh, we have like a like an interface, like a Scarlet interface or whatever. Yeah. Nothing crazy, but I've been learning how to, you know, just at least like use logic and be able to record stuff on my own. Yeah. I've got a couple plugins that I use for like for guitar stuff that I try and just you know work with and. And that's how I've been able to do like these little collaborations for my house and stuff, and it's been it's been cool. And it also helped me tremendously when I was in the studio working, because it was okay. Well, even if they're using a different software, I, I at least know what the what the language is. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? They're all pretty much the same. You yeah, know, just different buttons. You know, Pro Tools, Logic, Reason, FL, whatever. I'm like Ableton. the only person who likes Cubase the most, but I just love it. No, Jason uses Cubase. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's true. One of the one of the producers that I follow online that have been following for years. He's super thorough is his name. Million dollar producer. He's producing, you know, hit records on the radio and stuff. Cubase. Yeah. All day. Yeah. I just like the shortcuts are so much easier in my opinion, but I've just been, I've been using FL for so long and it's just so user friendly. And like I said, you know, the, the stock stuff in FL is not great. It's not good in any of them though. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But I've spent a lot of money on, you know, virtual instruments and VSTs and, you know, your reverbs and your delays and whatever else you might need. And it's like, you spend a little bit of money and it's like, you get the quality, whatever DAW you're using. Yeah. That's, uh, um, uh, it's 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 like the same argument about like iPhone versus Android, right? It's like yeah. it's it's really just what whatever you're used to, whatever you got first, and whatever you learned is what makes sense for you, you know? Yeah, and yeah, it's not the it's not the program, it's the user. You can make good music on a freaking cell phone if you want to. Yeah. I've heard GarageBand beats off an of iPhone that are just blow your mind type beats. You know what I mean? And it's so crazy it, to think that people can sit there doing this and make an entire production out of it somebody was talking about uh one of my unpopular opinions a few weeks ago was uh that um what was what did i say something about like 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 the 
the the big screens and the Teslas mm-hmm. like, are like a bad idea. That's that was one one of my unpopular opinions. And somebody was like, "Yeah, you can uh, you can actually like make beats and stuff on those on those now." <laughs> and I was like, I was like, "Yeah," which proves my point even more because like, why would you be driving and making beats? Autopilot, bro. yeah, autopilot. Yeah. autopilot. <laughs> Car drives you, dude. I'm yeah. the other way around. Uh. My, my follow up on, on all that stuff talking about like you know uh, uh, I trying your hardest to get the best sound and everything recording that that's really what i really want to know i want the numbers i want the 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 pie chart what do you think uh uh the output device that most people listening to music are on is it cell phones and laptops 100 percent cell phone speakers right 100 percent not even not even uh earbuds or anything like that yeah 100 percent or some you know 20 dollar little bluetooth speaker you can get at walmart or some shit i'm like i like the i was like okay well then it's either that or like when you work out and you put headphones and everything like that other than me like i have a nice like little setup but i'm a musician and i'm like not an audiophile like 100 percent but like if i had the money of course i would get the best thing or in your car like your car's speaker system and especially in America, people are driving cars all the time. But across the world, they're not doing that. So they're just like listening to music on their way to work or something. Yeah. I don't know. All the whole point is what I'm trying to say is th- all that perfection and like the, all those little stuff. Does that even come through to yeah, anybody? See, it's crazy. I don't. I don't think a lot of people, a normal person, a normal person. If you like, if you're not a yeah, musician, a if you're <laughs> not really listening to it, normal people, you know. Yeah. I don't. It, that stuff's not going through their head. They're listening on their freaking plastic iphone headphones and like you say they're driving to work or they're riding their bike and it's like you're they're listening to a mp3 that they ripped off of youtube like they do not care about your wave files they don't care about your bit rates this is true but i also but but that's yeah it's not to say you shouldn't put out the best quality content you can because it's also not just about them either though right it's like it's like it's like i want to listen to it and be like i i'm stoked that we did this yeah and 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 other people that really appreciate music will too um and i don't know i just think uh, i'd be curious if you guys are still watching at this point i'd be curious to know what you think about it leave it in the comments on youtube and instagram uh anyways (laughs) (laughs) um yeah but but honestly though it's like it's like you know, like, yeah, most people are listening to it on cell phones or laptop speakers or whatever it might be, like cheap headphones. But, I mean, when they do put it on, to, like, a real system, it'd be dope to, to be like, oh, man, I didn't realize that, that this thing was panning life. from side to side. I didn't realize that this thing was going on, like, back here while this was going on over here. Like, I didn't like, I didn't even hear this fucking thing going on on my speaker. Yeah. You know, it's like, shit like that. Like, I, What's his name from uh, Black Flag? Uh, Rollins. Henry, Henry Rollins. Rollins. You know, he's, he spent something close to, like, a million dollars on a, a, a audio system because he's, like, the, one of the biggest audiophiles. Oh, I totally believe it. And it's just, like, insane what these speakers look like. Those those people, like, like they're never going to ever get a chance to either go to a studio, hardly ever. They're sure as fuck not going to have enough money to get those speaker systems. I know, but it's not, I'm just that stuff's say, not for them. That stuff is for I'm people. I'm on this 100%. Oh, <laughs> I don't I think mean, they'll ever hear it. In the same breath, dude, like, I've got one of them little JBL Bluetooth speakers. Yeah. And the sound that comes out of that is really good, it's surprisingly. Good. It like, is pretty good. Yeah, it sounds decent. Got, I've got my studio monitors at the house. Yeah. But it's like... If I'm like playing beats or something and I need to take a break, I need to export something, I've got my little JBL and it's like, turn that thing right yeah, on. It's like, like I listen to it all day when I'm working and stuff. It's like, yeah, JBLs are nice. Qualities are really, they're starting to get really nice on some of this stuff for not a big price tag. For sure. You know, for sure. Um, but I, 
I'm, and I mean, I'm, t- I'm right there with both of you guys, though. Like, I want my music to sound. I want to go to Henry Rollins' studio yeah, and right? listen Me to too. every song I've ever made. Exactly. Yeah. But I also want to listen to it in my truck with the blown speakers and the two twelves in the also back true. that are way too loud. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I go to Henry Rollins' place and listen to your tunes and your and your truck on the broken speakers as well. On the way, I will, I will never, <laughs> I will never listen to our songs again, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I will never yeah, listen to seriously. side hustle music ever again. Is all I'm saying. Be it because you don't have. I'm just tired speakers? listening. No, I'm just tired of listening to it at this point. Because no, I'm that, just, I'm, I'm going back to a joke from earlier. I know, yet. I know, you're doing a callback, <laughs> but that reminds me. You ever seen uh, Knocked Up before? Uh, with uh, Seth Rogen, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes to a James Taylor concert and he asks James Taylor, he's like, James Taylor, do you ever get tired of playing your own songs? And he goes, I don't know. Do you ever get tired of touching your own dick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I don't really, I do, I do remember I don't really 100% believe in God, you. I don't remember what festival it was at, but so Universal Green, we did, a, I think it was a four track EP that we recorded and then we were playing at Swanee and I'm driving around like, you know whatever you're chilling you're driving around looking at shit throughout the day and i'm listening to my music well i come across one of my friends and they're like you really listening to your own music i'm like fuck yeah i'm listening to my own music right now i love this shit i'm so stoked granted (laughs) i haven't listened to that shit in forever yeah we play it all the time now but at the same time i'm like man I like listening to my music, but I do. I get sick of it sometimes. Yeah, dude. I think I'll be good to listen to it again in, in like six months or something yeah. or like a year. But like right now, I'm just like, if I have to listen to one more fucking mix or like approve one more mastering session, I'm just going to fucking kill myself. Yeah, yeah. You guys just spend a lot of time in the studio, right? How You did a, did a whole big album or you yeah, know, well, EP, we, six, eight tracks, ten s- tracks? Seven tracks, but I mean, like they're all like six and a half minutes, seven minute long songs. Yeah. One of them, his song's like nine and a half minutes. It's a so good it's, size. It's a good size. <laughs> yeah. It's a good it's a, size. It's an hour. It's a good size. Uh, yeah, it's, it's about an hour or so, or 45 minutes, which is a full length album, but like it's we don't size. get, but it's a, it's, it's a full length album without listening to 10 tunes you, or, or, right. like, or like 12 songs. It's literally just seven songs that are really long. And then it's like, you got to, listen to like and they're all like these big sections it's a whole thing and it's like you know we were down there we went i think we made like five trips down to the studio to finish this thing yeah and the four days at a time every day was like 12 hour days and it's just like and then and then we get them back and it's like, okay we gotta listen to them and we gotta listen to them on car speakers or listen to them in these speakers listen to them on bluetooth speakers oh, yeah, do all- the worst listen to- the headphones, yeah. listen on your phone, your Bluetooth, three I different know. cars. Yeah. And you and always want to have, like, the lowest common denominator be the one that's like, this sounds good out of an iPhone speaker. Yeah. Even in the studio where it was like, hey, can we cut off the sub? Can we cut off the 12s uh, yeah. and the 10s? Let, let's put on these little fucking shitty Yamahas like this big real yeah, quick. Yeah, right. And just listen no to shit, them like this. Dude. Whose idea was that? Yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that shit, and, like, it was so surprising how... There's, we were catching shit on that. We were like, oh, man, the highs are way too crazy on yeah. this. And then you turn them down here, all of a sudden it sounds better on the, through the subs. Yeah. So it's just, it's like. That's, it's, one, that's one thing I learned, like, just watching a bunch of studio engineers. They all say it's like how, like, because, granted, you want to turn it up. You want to get freaking crunk when you're in there and have a good time. And you want it to just be blah, like, oh, how would this sound live? But at the same time, it's like you almost need to have these volumes low like just so like you can have a conversation at a, the point and that way it's like when you go say you're at a party you're playing music 
people can't talk because the music's too loud. So they go outside. Yeah. Turn the music back down. They can come in and have a conversation, but they can still listen to everything you just made. But still be able to hear everything, you know, clearly you've still got that little bit of bass that might hit you in your chest or wherever. I think that's super important for sure. That's super important. And also like ear fatigue is a real thing. So when you're listening at loud levels for any amount of time, specifically like when, when you're really listening on that level, I don't mean like just hearing it. I mean like you're, you're focusing on every aspect of that song. It was there. Did the bass just buzz right here? Like shit like this. It's like, and so you have to keep the, the the volume relatively low so your ears can work for for a longer period of time. Yeah, Otherwise, sure. you start you just start hearing shit that's not happening. Yeah. It's like you're like these auditory hallucinations that start to happen after like six hours of being in there. That's a pretty good band name. Auditory hallucinations. Yeah, I like yeah, that. That, I that is a good one. I like that. Idea when you were talking about that, what if like people started coming out with songs and like there's some sort of program or something? I don't even know how to do it. It'd be like, what speakers are you playing on? And it would just automatically switch to that bit rate or It'll something like. Like that. That'd EQ be dope. Every single song has actually five mixes on it. It'd be like, hey, we had these lo-fi speakers, and it'd be like, all right, bass all the way up. And that is maybe a, turn the fucking treble. That's down. a software that you should you should create. Yeah. Fucking yeah. copyright pinning. You, you put it in the air we'll, now, we'll, Billy. We'll, we'll, we'll edit it out so no one gets your idea, and we'll it's work on it. Idea, yeah. though, isn't it. It's a great idea. I love that idea. Well, I'm sure someone's fucking thought of that though. Already. Don't don't say that though. I mean, maybe probably not, and then you can just create it. About making code or anything like that. You gotta get investors, bro. Oh, that would be such a good one though. Man, think about Talk that. Talk Jason Honeycutt. That's it. Like, <laughs> you know, it, and it would be so simple to do just on like a, a, a an album, anyways. Uh, uh, just just to have like album and be like the iPhone <laughs> version. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> or, or, <laughs> like like yeah, a preset. Is, it's like yeah. a preset. This is the studio yeah. version. This is the iPhone version. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying like to you're say. like into Ozone. Like oh, Ozone has like pre, like 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 mastering presets. It's like okay, so this is this is your master for an iPhone. Yeah. This is your master for a Bluetooth yeah. speaker. And I'm, just, I'm just trying to say, and then you could go back in time and redo all the classics, do fucking. Uh, uh, yeah, then you <laughs> gotta, then you gotta produce the same album twelve times. Oh man. Well, no, that's why. That's why you, you, yeah, that is true though. I guess you have to produce right. it. Oh, yeah. I just made more work for myself than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get on but it, bro. How, I'm like, there's no, there's because that's what every single song is. Is just one version of it. And then it's just like, well, hope your speakers are what we recorded it on because this is how we heard yeah. it. Because unless you're listening to it on the exact same speakers that they were, like literally not even a copy of what they, but like the same speakers, it's never going to sound exactly the way that the the writer made it. Right. I mean, it's going to be very close, but it'll be close. I mean, like look at like, like every pop record that's ever come out, they they haven't heard it on whatever. I mean, they've heard it on a lot of speakers, shit, but man, you could get so deep with this. You'd be like, we had like every single fucking speaker, like for, for like EQ. every car, like every Bluetooth yeah, system, dude. every like phone that's out me? there. Like the Tesla version. You understand yeah. how big the warehouse would have to be to have all them studios and speakers in there? Yeah, but that's the thing though. Like obviously, like uh, you, that would be like there'd be mastering, and it's called Ultra Master, is what I just came up with. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the Ultra Master, and they would just have, like you said, it would be like a giant fucking warehouse out in fucking Nevada somewhere, and it would just have every fucking speaker that's on the market but right now. All you have to do, though, is... And then you would just show up, and you'd be like, either you send a guy and be like, hey, we were doing a good job no. on all these different ones, or you can actually come in for a little bit extra price. Give me money. No. This is such a fucking all you have good to do, idea. No, right. <laughs> all you have to do, though, you, you only have to do that process one time if you think about it. Yeah. Because, like, it's like what they do with, uh, like, the image scanning stuff with, like, with, like new... QR codes? 
No, no. Um, so like, like guitars, like, like acoustic guitars now, a lot of them have like, you know, they have like the preamps in them or whatever. Yeah. But now what they've done is they've uploaded like these images into them of the sound waves of the guitar being mic'd at different areas of the room. Right, so it's like, and then you can like pre, you can. There's presets basically. You set the preset, and it's like this is what your guitar sounded like when it was being recorded. You know, with a mic in the corner of the room and, and, and the a mic. Preamps in the guitars. The images are uploaded into the preamp. Yeah, the preamps are into the guitar. So like, like typically, like 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 an, like an acoustic electric has like the preamps like on top. Right, here. right, yeah. And so those preamps. Yeah. Yeah. So they're ju just like that, and the images of the, of the sound waves are uploaded. It's like a software. They're uploaded into that preamp, and then you just. Put Put the presets on there and that's what happens but they weren't doing that for every single guitar they do it one time for that specific model and they upload those sounds into every every model of that guitar so you only have to mix like like maybe a, a few different genres of music down like that on different speakers you get those that you you save the presets on the eqs and then everybody who uh who comes in with a song it's like oh this is a pop tune okay here's a preset for an iphone speaker here's a preset for an lg velvet no, here's yeah. a preset for an avalanche system yeah, you know sure you well, i mean they, they definitely kind of they though. definitely kind of do shit like that right. when it comes to your daws like you can go online and get presets for ableton for logic for anything that's true yeah drop it right in your mixer and it's like maybe not necessarily like i'm sure they've got it for guitars and bass and drums at this point but it's like i know for a fact you drop your vocal presets it's going to put your eq your reverb yeah. this and that and the other in there and it's like it's going to be different for every person you're going to have to adjust it a little bit but they don't have but it it'll for, definitely speed up the work process but they don't have it for speakers though like, like they don't have it like like for right, you know what i mean like right, they right, have right, it right, for, right. for if you're looking for this vocal sound this is what you got to do if you're looking for this guitar sound this is what you, the, the, these are the presets that you want however is this just they don't a have a stoner it. thought now because like aren't there just like bass and trebles on on the fucking stereo that you can mess with and yeah but those are so <laughs> unsophisticated though i mean you got one two and three think yeah. about a eq and you're looking at the mixing board you it's know like, what i mean you can yeah, all those you can chop out one single frequency and no, it's just, it's just or you just three, yeah just yeah just, just turn it down guys. yeah if you went into a studio and they're like crank hey, the yeah, mids yeah. and the highs and turn the bass all the way down you're good oh, to yeah. go that's what are you listening to i don't know like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but like what if you went into a studio and it just had like just fucking yeah we got this and they're just like messing with the bass and trouble and mids they have mids now, and it's just three knobs. Just three <laughs> mids knobs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, went, I went to it. fucking Juilliard for this. I went to Full Sail. Anyways. I mean, basically. Maybe maybe, maybe that's a good idea. I don't know. But it's a great idea, sorry. but I mean, you, you're, you, you, won't, you, not. you won't follow through, though, right? How am I supposed to? I don't know anything technical about that. You just you start doing the research, bro. Go on Shark Tank and Investor. That's the other thing too. Most people, Some, someone will do it for you. The only people, the only people that would care about it is us, is musicians, because nobody else would give a fuck. That's true. It's, <laughs> it's such a small market, and then yeah. of the musicians that would actually care, or music industry people that would care, it's like a fraction of that, right? Because like think about like most musicians that you know that don't know shit about being in the studio, they would never buy that anyways. So there's like a, this right. subset of people within this counterculture already yeah. so you, so you have it's a very small niche market that's how i would sell it on shark tank though i'd be like imagine hearing the best sound system ever on your iphone for all the classic hits and they'd be like what are you talking about and i'd be like yeah exactly. or they're gonna be like and mr wonderful be like, no one gives a part. shit about yeah. that they're gonna oh, go to the club anyways yeah mr wonderful <laughs> would chop you apart 
I'd we, love we to see that. We don't even like music. It just exists. Yeah. It just exists. <laughs> yeah. We have to go to weddings sometimes. And that's where yeah. music is. We're going to pay $200 for a DJ yep. at our wedding, and, and then we're good if, to go. If you don't play the fucking chicken dance, you can go straight to hell. Yeah. Are those people, like, the richest whoa, people in the world? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just saying, like, the people on Shark Tank. DJs? No, the people <laughs> on Shark Tank, bro. Wow. I thought... I mean, they got to be Mark up there Cuban? somewhere. I know Mark Cuban is definitely like... Yeah, he was a Dallas Maverick. He was already a billionaire when they started the show. Nobody else was on that show. I'm just curious. Like, at this point, they have so many investments. I would say like... Yeah, they I mean, just wanted to be on maybe, maybe a couple of them... They, they probably have like a few failed investments, but I mean like... They also, have to I be like... Like how much money are they making? I think when you have that much money... You can invest in almost anything and make at least some type of a profit off of it. And if not, yeah. then just like whatever. They don't they don't give a shit. Like, yeah. hey, hey, here's a million dollars. Maybe we can make ten million dollars. Maybe we make, you know, a hundred thousand. If we're only making a hundred thousand, you know, sorry, that's your problem. Yeah. You know, it's not my problem. Yeah. I've got a billion dollars left ag- over. I totally agree. Eat the rich. Okay. Yeah, definitely. For All sure. Right. <laughs> well, I I have a feeling that this is going to be a two on one conversation. Yeah. So I'm excited to avoid that. Uh, no, they worked real hard for it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyways, <laughs> all right. So let's talk about Jack's Beach Hippie. Okay. And how that got how that came into uh, to fruition. So that's me and my buddy Sean. Um, like I said, we've been friends since middle school, and he was living up in Atlanta, writing for Def Jam. And he was just, he didn't want to write for them anymore. He wanted to make his own original music. So I started sending him beats and uh, we kind of got some things going on. Are you allowed to say who you wrote for at all? I, mean, I know he was a ghost Honestly, writer. he doesn't even know. Oh, he doesn't yeah, know? Yeah, they kept that information from him. Um, I don't know if he's ever heard it, like in his songs or anything like, like, like that. I wish song I comes knew. Out. Yeah, he's I just wish like, I knew. Yeah, it's my first uh, right there. <laughs> and I, I could be wrong. He might know a little bit, but I've asked him about it before. And he's like, no, they just, they took it and that they did their own thing with it. Def Jam was, you know, they've got a freaking million artists on there. Yeah. So it's like, okay, let's give this person that or that person that. They put him like on a salary or um, something. Or like, how did it work? Yeah. I guess he I was sh- making a salary. He was living up there um, with his brother. His brother had a house up there. And I, I imagine they had an office up there, but I think he wrote pretty much everything out of the house. And then all he had to do was email it was randomly doing shows here and there by himself, but didn't have like his friends with him and stuff. So like I said, I hit him up that one time and I was just like, Hey man, we need to do some music together. And he's like, all right, cool. And like a year later, he moved back to Jacksonville. We started making beats and J villains. It just kind of fizzled out. You know, just like everything, life issues or whatnot. I'm sorry, was Jay Villains a full band? I, so I Jay Villains was just another, it was me, my friend Vashon, and my friend Ryan. And that was it. Like, I was making the beats for them, and they were rapping over it, and we'd all three be on stage, and I would DJ it for them, kind of do background vocals and stuff, and then they're both just up there rapping their ass off. Um Things didn't really work out. We're still great friends with Ryan, by the way. It's just, you know, the music part of it wasn't really rolling the way we wanted it to. So we kind of were like, okay, well, me and Sean made our own songs. You know, me and Ryan also made our own songs. We had a little project. We were going to call it Ratchet and Clank and just... You know the video game is a video game called Ratchet and Clank yeah, that yeah. came out. Yeah, yeah, long ago. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like, we can make ratchet rap songs and then clank like 
knock them on the head type thing. You okay. know what I mean? Um, and so that kind of did its own little thing. And then Jacksby Chippy really started. And, you know, we just steadily just like we hang out all the time. And so I just kept sending him beats. He kept writing to him, you know, kind of started playing with Universal Green. And then we were like, okay, well, you know, let us start opening these shows and stuff. Because Daryl, lead singer of Universal Green, he, you know, he's been rapping with his brother his whole life. So it's like we kind of started doing little things with them. Like I'm sending them beats. They're rapping over them. They're doing their own thing. And we're just trying to get it all together. So eventually we were like, well, let us open. We can have a couple little features in between the set. And then, like, I, I jump on with Universal Green. Sean can come on at the end of it. You know, Daryl can do his whole little thing on there. Um, and like I said, we both we grew up at the beach. I've lived at the beach my whole life. I just moved over to Riverside, you know, two years ago. But it's like Jacksby Chippy. We just kind of stuck with it. You know what I mean? Yes. Where did that name come from? Is it, was that uh, so? I'm not for even it? sure how we. I mean, obviously, growing up at the beach. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not sure how we came up with just Jacksby Chippy though. It was like we, it was kind of like we didn't necessarily want to be. You know, like we're not like gangster rappers. We're not. You know, but we're not like these super conscious rappers either you know what i mean and jacksby chippy it just it kind of came up out of somewhere and you know for a while we kind of thought you know it it almost it is like centralizes you it look it look it puts you in this place like where you can't get out of almost it's like you're okay you're only playing in jack's beach or at the same time like there's a bunch of people like, oh, I'm a Jacks Beach hippie. And then they see two people rapping and they're like, what the hell is this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so there was a time where we were thinking about just switching it to JBH. And then we're like, you know what? We've made it this far. We're just going to go for it. Um, and so our production name, we've also got Hippie Hop Entertainment. And that was the kind of thing. It was kind of like it's hip hop but it's hippie hop. It's like feel good vibes. Like you know that. what I mean? And that's, I guess that's kind of where Jack's beach hippie came from. It's just, you know, we want it to be hip hop, but in the same breath, it's like, you know, I'm putting live instruments behind this stuff. We doing these collaborations with people and, you know, just not necessarily, not trying to cater to everybody, but like I said, we're not, it's not this like hardcore rap. It's not, you know anything super it's not mumble rap it's not any of that stuff it's just trying to i don't know i don't know no, I, just, I, I i listened to some of this stuff actually i went on the youtube channel and was checking out some of this stuff did you guys do a track with or for dj paul or something like that um no so what when we did that it was a uh dj paul so we've been listening to like three six mafia forever like that, that was, was my shit that was school, sean bro. shit growing up yeah. that was our shit like we were just turning <laughs> up to three six yeah. still do to this day i love three six um, mafia sidebar i don't know where this thing i guess someone made a fake hula flyer because three six was on it oh yeah that was that was a few years ago no no no, well it popped back up like a week ago and i'm like holy shit i'm like three six mafia at halloween i'm like that's crazy to see well because they're all dead other than like juicy j juicy j and dj paul 
Um, DJ Paul's still alive. I thought he died. No, DJ Paul's still alive, but he's like he he lives out in Hollywood and he's like just producing for the most part now. Okay. Um, I think he still raps a little bit. But we saw that and we're like, holy shit. And he texted me today. He's like, bro, he's like, 3-6 Mafia is not playing a hula. And I'm like, what? Did they drop out? <laughs> and then I pulled it up. And the whole thing was different. And I was like, oh, well, I guess. And, you know, scrolling through Facebook, I'm like, I'm not the only one that saw this. Because a couple <laughs> people commented on it. And it's like, apparently the whole thing was fake. Or I guess it was from a couple years ago. It was couple, from ago. a couple years ago. I remember seeing that. I was like, 3-6 Mafia. Like, this isn't real. Uh, yeah. yeah, I thought it was so crazy. Because I went um, two years ago when Anderson Pack was there. And so I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's not too far out of the thing. But Anderson <laughs> Pack is also, like, super chill, and he plays the drums yeah. and guitar. He doesn't like, talk about getting fucked up on pills and killing people all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Juicy oh J and DJ Paul are up there sipping on some scissor. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, so getting back to that track, DJ Paul did – Who Run It was a beat that they did a long time ago, yeah, yeah. right? And he did a challenge, I guess. I don't know if I think it was on Vine when Vine was still a thing. Okay. And people turned it into like they were just freestyling over the beat. So I was like, okay, well, we got to make it better. Like, you know, this is the thing right now. Let's try to get a little bit of traction going. But how can we change it? Instead of just using the beat, I sampled the beat and remade it and added a bunch of other stuff to it. And then that was when I was living in Jack's beach and we just were like, screw it one night, GoPro video held it myself filming Sean or, and then Sean held it when he was filming me dropped it and edited it a little bit. And you know, that's one of the songs we play a lot whenever we're playing out live. Um, just cause it's fun to like, you know, Hey, we got any three, six mafia fans in here. And yeah. Just like if they're not a fan, they at least know who it is. You yeah, know? for sure. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how that came into fruition. You know, we don't have too much stuff on the Internet right now, but uh, we've got a handful of YouTube videos. We've got a bunch of old songs on our SoundCloud. But what we're really doing, did you guys ever see that interview with um, Joe Budden and Russ? Uh, no, I'm not, not that, I don't know. No, I've seen a couple seen interviews it. with Joe Budden, but so Joe Budden interviewed Russ. Russ is this rapper. He like, so J Cole went platinum with only like one feature on like a, I think it was a production feature a few years ago. Russ is, the, it might be different now. Someone in the comments, please correct me if I'm wrong. But I think that Russ is the only artist that's gone platinum and he produced and engineered all of his own stuff right so when when they were doing that interview one thing that russ said he's like you know when that first song hit and people were like oh my god who is this guy i need to look up his stuff he'd been putting out music forever and so he's got you know a hundred different songs on he's like if you have one song on the internet and people are like oh my god this you know your one hit wonder you listen to it and then you go searching for them and you can't find any more music, you know, you're going to lose interest oh, almost totally. instantly. You know what I mean? Totally. And so that's kind of part of the reason we haven't put a lot of music online yet is because going back to the perfection thing, we just weren't ready for it yet. But at the same breath, we're to the, we're to the point now we're like, okay, we've got at least 50 songs. We can just drop on the internet. They're ready to go. 
but we want it to be ready. We want to have a few videos behind it. We want to be able to, so when we have that song that we really, you know, put some promotion behind and stuff and, you know, if it gains traction or if it doesn't, but if it does, people can, you know, they can type in, Hey, Jacks be chippy. This is the song that I heard. And then, you know, a list of songs comes up like this. So we're just kind of working. We had, we used to have a handful of songs on, um, like we had a tune core thing. So iTunes, okay, Spotify, yeah. all that stuff. Uh, and we took them down and we were just waiting. We're like, okay, well we're going to get all this stuff right. Right. And then that way, when we drop, it's like somebody can pull it up and it's like, okay, wow. They've actually do have a lot of stuff on here. They've been doing it for a while. And, you know, do you, are you guys planning on having like any features or uh, on any of your songs? Yeah. So we're working with our friend Ty who just moved up to Jersey. We've got two or three songs with her. Um, she's letting all her people know up there. We work with Daryl. So we just went on that bus, that cross country bus trip with Daryl not was too that? long ago. That looked like it was amazing. Insane, dude. Yeah. Insane. Apart from, you know, being stuck on the side of the highway for three days and, getting stuck 10,000 feet on top of a mountain at two o'clock in the morning. Jesus. We had a great time. I will totally do it again. At least you had a bus to sleep in and shit. You know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Um, but we've got a little EP that we're working on with Daryl. I think we're going to call it the bus Chronicles, you know, four <laughs> or five songs. Every video we're going to shoot is going to be on a bus adventure or, you know, just wherever we happen to be either in the bus or I let him park it over at my house. I got a nice big yard and a long driveway. So the city doesn't mess with anybody. My neighbors are super chill. Um, who else? Who else? Uh, like I told you, I was, we're trying to work on getting Kristen on some songs. Um, and then just, you know, anything really just trying to as many people as possible like all the homies anybody like i'd love to send you guys some tracks and if you're into it we went down to dunedin not too long ago i got some recordings from joe and alex and spore we crashed at joe's or at alex's house um i think that's really about all we got right now well i'd love but, to fucking do some shit man i i i'm yeah, like me too. i i'm like a I'm a, like a huge hip hop fan. Right. So any stuff that you got like in that realm, like in, that, in that kind of vein, I would love to, to hop on and do some shit like, yeah. I mean, for guitar. Anyways, I, I can't rap for shit. I can write some. some well, no, some, dude, that's the thing. I love getting like, I can, you know, I'm a bass player. I play guitar a little bit, but I am not a good guitar player by any means. You know what I mean? When it comes to like just playing some chords or laying down links, like I can do little solos and stuff when I'm jamming, but that's about it. Um, but I'm just totally trying to get more involved with everybody, really. You know yeah, what I mean? Man. And that's just that's more exposure for everybody. Yeah, totally. You know, it's like you play guitar and it's like, okay, it's like we have a show. It's like, well, our homie Anton did this with us. Or you come play a show with us and sit down for, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, however long. Same with you, Billy. It's like, you know, there's a million different things that we could do. It's like I'd love to definitely get involved with more people um right now we're just with the universal green stuff going on we're super busy and then trying to squeeze in this jack's beach hippie stuff uh it's it's tedious having full-time jobs and stuff fucking tell me about it i'm inside house and greenhouse lounge and doing 40 hours a week same as you i'm not yeah. i'm not you know 
work in construction, but it's still nine to five. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. It's still it's hard. Know, yeah, having a day job must suck. It's rough. I did it for a long time. I, I, I juggled both for a long time. And uh, so I, t- I totally get the, get the grind for sure. Right, it's, right. it's hard, man. It's definitely. Have you ever tasted heaven in a glass? Do you pine for the hoppiest brews and palest ales? Do you like food? If so, then Wicked Barley is the oasis that your mouth has been wishing for, walking into the complete barren wasteland that is your life. Wicked Barley is located in Jacksonville, Florida, nestled on the banks of Good Beast Creek. Wicked Barley aims to provide its guests with a wicked experience, offering over 18 house-brewed beers, ciders, and meats on tap. They also have an expansive gastropub-style food menu, including burgers, salads, sandwiches, and more. Whether you are a newcomer or a craft beer connoisseur, there's a little something for everyone at Wicked Barley. Visit them at 4100 Bay Meadows Drive and tell them Bottom of the Bill sent you. Definitely hard. I would love to do that. I'd, I'd love to, to do that. Yeah, that'd be so awesome. Like, I didn't realize. You know you're so close to me, dude. We're yeah, I know that's five true. minutes away. No, that'd be know, awesome. He lives, he lives uh, just I, off I of I live down the street, yeah, too. So so you guys live right, right here on the corner. Like I said. Yo, tell them exactly where I live, Bill. I've got a whole studio room over at my house. I've got, you know, the electric Yamaha 88 keys with the little base station and ovation. I've got a DJ setup. I've got a different computer with all my production gear on there. I've got a whole PA in there. I've got a piano. I've got an organ. I've got a, uh, what's the air organ, organ air. I've got an organ air. I don't know what that is. It's, it's this big. It's like, it's not very big, but it runs off. It's got reeds, and it has a fan in there. So when you play it, oh, the like air is like what pushes the sound. I guess so. Yeah, it's like except with a, like except with a, it's a, a piano setup. It? Mm-hmm. That's fucking mm-hmm. dope. I would love to see yeah, that. Um, I just got this piano recently. I was nervous that it wasn't going to be in tune. Sounds great. I'll check it out. Uh, the organ's cool. <laughs> yeah, bro, let's do some shit, man. I would yeah, love I'm to. Down. I'm thinking about getting a. Uh, a drum set over there. Call it side um, side hustle. Side side <laughs> hustle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, side green, but even green. oh well, we'll talk about it later. I was gonna say might I'm well. No one knows where my house is. I might have an after party at after the UG show this Friday at my house. So even if you guys can't make it to the show, if you down the street can make it to the show later or yeah even just come over to the house if you want let's fucking do it i have a nice little jam session over there man i've been wanting to really bad i'm down (laughs) fucking down yeah Yeah, i think that would i would have a blast i had had a blast hanging out with you on obj going down on the the i kept on saying the buzz is the funnest fucking oh my god dude that so, like I said, I'm just used to it's like me and Daryl and Sean on there. It's yeah. three of us. There was nine of yeah, us on the bus, dude. I had so much fun. Like, yeah. even we were walking around the festival, and I'm like, screw this. I'm like, I'm going back to sit on the roof of the bus because yeah. yeah. we were right behind the main stage, and you could see that little side stage, so you could hear the music great still. Just like, man, uh, one of the funnest trips ever, dude. Yeah. It's so much fun. Sounds like it, fun. yeah. Yeah, it was a great time, dude. What uh, I actually uh, I do want to get into a little bit about uh, the name Corey Clawkins. Okay. And also, the, we got to talk about the St. John's River stuff the, as well. The, the banter. Yeah. All right. So it all started, like I said, I was, I was telling you guys earlier, I was talking shit about White Claws when they first came out. And it's just like, oh, White Claw tastes like St. John's River water or white. <laughs> my, I had people, <laughs> dude, 
I had people hit me up. I had this girl hit me up. She's like, you know, say white claw tastes like mermaid queefs or dolphin <laughs> or dolphin farts or you know white claw tastes like. Uh, you know, I dropped my lollipop in the pool. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, it, like it just it turned into this whole thing, and I just kept going and kept going and kept going. And I'm like, all right, well, sh- shit, I made it this far. Let me see how many things I can do. And my buddy Alan hits me up one day, and he's like, bro, he's like, why? Because my last name's Hawkins. I don't know if they found that out yet. Last name's Hawkins. He's like, bro, why isn't your last name on Facebook Clawkins? Like, it's a very good idea. I'm going to change it right now. But it's like, it all, so it all started the banter. It's internet banter. Yeah. I talk a lot of shit on the internet, right? And free free game for anybody that's watching. Talk a bunch of shit on the internet. People on Facebook and stuff, they will respond to you. It boosts your algorithms so more people see your shit. So you talk about White Claw for five days and get people to interact with you. And then you say, all right, well, check this out. My band's playing on Saturday. Totally. Boom. Now you got more people that see it. And then I kind of ran out of stuff for White Claw. So what, what did you have for White Claw? Oh, you're talking about it's like St. John's River water. Right. Okay. Tastes like St. John's River water. I, bro, so, I, I, so, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. So, so how the St. John's River water started. Yes, I would yeah. love another one. Um. So don't, I swear so, to God, don't waste that shit, man. It's not fucking funny. Don't do it. Um, Whatever. So the St. John's River water. Oh, I wish you were still in here. Um, it turned in. So me, Daryl, Sean, I think my mom, the girl I was dating at the time, we were going to Riverside Arts Market. I don't know. There was something going on, some yeah. type of little festival going on. This was probably about a year, year and a half ago. It was just shit, probably more, actually, because of COVID. Um, but we're going down there and we parked over in five points somewhere and we're like, all right, screw it. Let's, uh, let's walk down to the river real quick and we're going to smoke. So I'm like, all right, sounds great. So we're standing down there next to the river and Daryl's like, you know, imagine if that St. John's river water just plopped up and hit you straight on the lip. (laughs) And I'm like. A lot of bad things could happen if yeah. that happened to you. And he's like, you should post about it on the internet. And I'm like, this is going to be my new internet banter. <laughs> it's St. John's River Water. So I think my first post, I was like, no. uh, <laughs> would you rather uh, get back together with your ex or take a shot of St. John's River Water? <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. That's what you were doing. Yeah, and, yeah. and it just it – just, freaking crazy spiral out of there i'm sure i could find some stuff on my facebook um Bro, that shit every day i was i was like looking forward to your posts about that yeah shit. well it's, so, it's so funny dude because i'd run into so many people like i'd go out to a show and they're like st john's river water or a shot of fernet you know what i mean oh, definitely like, st john's river water for <laughs> <yeah>. sure <laughs> what was and, it that he that he posted today that who that you showed me he did the Cordia, sorry, we're not oh, talking about oh, it. Oh, it was a Talk- meme. There was a meme that you posted today. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that you. Oh, yeah. That. I've always. Uh, what did I posted? What did Run it say? It's sometimes. like, you know how many times I've fucked around and I still haven't found out anything? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love dude, that meme. Dude, dude, it's just all. Dude, I'm telling you. Okay, everything. Cheers, by the way. Everything guys. that I've posted on the internet. Bitch, so. I've got this mindset of. If I can get people 
to respond to me. Like I said, it'll it'll help boost these algorithms, and then in a week I can say, hey, I got a show coming up, and now more people are going to see that show coming up, but more people are going to be a lot more interested in chatting with it because it's like I might say like, hey, I've got a show on Friday, but it's going to be like. I got to show free St. John's River water shots for the first 10 people. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. The only thing I ever uh, dabbled in with that was because I I, I, I started posting pictures of me eating a sandwich on on Facebook. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. The, the and then that's sandwiches. all that anybody fucking cared about. Any post, like, gig. where's your sandwich? Where's your sandwich? I posted. Uh, oh yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I posted I, a picture because I was just like, I, the caption was, uh, 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 "Here, uh, we're gonna go live at nine o'clock. Uh, come see me eat this sandwich live." <laughs> yeah. <on stage." laughs> shit like because that. like, because yeah. like, it was like, why are we fucking promoting this it shit? No one's the, ever gonna come. Yeah. It was just a cover show, by the way. It wasn't a side hustle. Yeah. Like yeah. That, but, but then, but like, it brought people. You're right. They're like, oh my god, he's really gonna eat a sandwich. Well, <laughs> it never brought anybody. But what I kept on doing was just like, I'm just gonna bring sandwiches to all these shows, and then just I had pictures like eating a sandwich and hanging so, out with a so, dead face. It was fucking great. Yeah. I think in between I'm my bring that back. I forgot about that. I think in between <laughs> my White Claw banter and my St. John's River water banner, um. I love tomatoes, and I would just post pictures of tomatoes, and people were eating it up, dude. Like I would slice, I would slice some tomatoes and just eat them with salt and pepper, and people were like, "Oh my god, I love tomatoes." I'm like, "Yeah, me too." <laughs> that's why, yeah, that's why I'm eating these tomatoes right now. By the way. Come see my band play on Saturday. Bro, you know what you should have done today is so you should have stupid. walked in with a bag of tomatoes, some a bottle of St. John's River water, a case and all of your white claws. There's a white claw in that refrigerator for the record. I'm oh, just taking Bill, grab that white claw while you're at yeah, it. Yeah, let's bro. get after it. Let's get <laughs> <laughs> bro, that's too fucking funny, man. Yeah, yeah, I used to like every single day. I was, I would be like, okay, what's he posting today? What's he posting today? Yeah, I used so, to love those fucking so I'm things. I'm trying man. to, I'm trying to figure out my next muse because I'm not sure. I started on something recently and just ran out of ideas too quick. So I was just like, whatever. Well, Clawkins, uh, Clawkins. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I might shotgun this later. <laughs> Or you could do it uh, now on camera. Uh, well, I might still do it on camera, but I kind of got a stomach full of whiskey right now, so I might have to use a little restroom probably, break here in a second. Probably a good call. That before happens I do people. a shotgun of that White Claw, because I'm sure I'll drink more at band practice as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah man, that sh- it's it's a really good technique though, for sure. Um, you should bring down the same. You should bring back the St. John's River water thing. I know. I got to figure out something now, man. I got a St. This or that or St. John's River Water. Unpopular opinions. St. John's River Water version. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, well, speaking of unpopular opinions, we should hit unpopular opinions. Ooh, Lord. Are you ready, okay. Bill? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, Sorry. there we go. For those who, are, who aren't watching this and just listening, Bill is just not prepared for the question. I was I making a drink, but I'm always prepared for questions. I offered to make you a drink, and you, re- you refused it. I don't get it, but, you know, I, why'd you refuse a drink, Bill? Because every time that you make me a drink, you waste so much bourbon. You no, I don't waste you, it. Do you drink it still, though? I have to because so is it really being wasted? That's what I'm saying. This guy's a a, bottle waste bourbon, but you just pour me like six shots of bourbon. Yeah, this guy's a thing of ice. 
and then like a tiny little taste so what do you so what, what what's your so percentage down here you like you like a 50 50 guy no 60, billy's, 40. billy's like, a, like like a 15 a fifteen eighty five kind of guy you know 85 coca-cola Coca and 15 oh, okay. i'm yeah. gonna drink this motherfucker he, he's out of the just table and he knows that oh well Let's but, be honest, well, it's not though, a right? competition. I'm just curious, okay? But no, he gets a little sensitive fit, about it, though, it's obviously. 50. It's 50 50. Get well, out of here. Fifteen. not going to waste bourbon. <laughs> well, it's not a waste if you drink it, bro, is all I'm saying. Why'd you leave Kentucky? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <Have I said laughs> this is a good question. Camera? No, you haven't. Let's get into it. Uh, it's a good story. Oh, man. I don't know if I should say this. Just say it. You don't have to. No, let's talk about it. I moved down here when I was 15. I went to Providence, actually. How old are you? 31. I'm 32. So okay. you're 89 as well? Yep, 89. Oh, wow. so September, yeah. yep. All right. So that's, 89. That's weird. Hey, guys. We're uh, all here. Uh, but, uh, uh, but yeah, anyways, I moved down here when I was 15. Uh, my, uh, my, <laughs> I really should say it. My dad, say it. My dad was uh, uh, going through a lot of uh, financial hardships. Uh, he had a construction company, and um, basically uh, he uh, uh, burned down my house for insurance money, and then we moved down here. <laughs> Uh, he got away with it, <laughs> or at least uh, till now. The, I mean, like, I, I, uh, there's no proof. edit this part out. Statute of limitations, you're good. I don't know. Oh I, yeah, there I you go. That's a felony. Like, there's, there's, there's no statute of limitations on that. But anyway, so then we moved down here. He filed bankruptcy, and then now I live here. All right. Well, that was a <laughs> faster story than I expected. Yeah, I realized like I got all nervous when I was like on camera about. It. I'm like, probably shouldn't be saying. <laughs> no, you're good. It's fine. Nobody cares. Um, all right. So unpopular opinions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's why I lived down here. But I, I went to Providence. You, I, you went to Fletcher then. Right? Yeah, I went yeah. to Fletcher. Yep. But you, oh seven, so you probably know Joe Bo then. Joe Bo. Joe Bo Water. Maybe right. I don't know. I, I was supposed to be oh eight. I got out, so I dropped out in oh seven. Went to FCCJ, got my GED, but I got good scores on my uh, the FCATs, the state tests that they have here. So they ended up giving me a high school diploma, anyways. Nice. So I got out of school a year early. Hell yeah! Because yeah, I was, Fletcher, bro. Dude, so I was, I, dude. Planet. I used to, I used to skip school every fucking day, dude. I remember the last day I told my mom, I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm skipping school. I'm like, I don't know, you're going to work, like I don't want to be here anymore, right? And she calls me at you know two o'clock one day. She's like, I'm at the school. I'm trying to sign you out so you don't have to go here anymore, but you're not in class. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm like, fuck, one. mom. I'm like, I'm high as shit over at my friend's house right now. What? She's like, if you come back to the school, I will sign you out and you never have to come back here. And I'm like, all right, all right, all right, all right. Like all right. It registered. I'm all, I know. It sounded like a trap. It's so bad. I'm like, well, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. And I remember she signed me out and the guidance counselor was just like, you know that most students who do this never do anything with their lives. I was like. Yeah. Geez, that's a little morbid, but okay, all right. I'm be I, so, so I, yeah, yeah. Still haven't done anything with my life. I got that stimulus check though. <laughs> Just kidding, I didn't get a stimulus. You know what? Check. How big of a joke Fletcher is? I snuck in and went to a whole day of school at Fletcher. I totally believe that. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Uh, public school in general. It's a public public school, right? Oh yeah. Public yeah. school in general is just a joke across the board. I guess so. It, it, it I mean, it just it just really is because I, I I went to I went to public school also, and, we, and the school that I went to had a D rating, and uh, 
I mean, I basically skipped school. Like, from 10th grade to 11th grade, I just wasn't really showing up that much. Yep. And then uh, uh, 12th grade year, I got a new set of friends, and uh, they were all, like, you know, going to college and, and going to, you know, they were all getting really good grades, AP program kind of shit. But then they were also, like, partying pretty hard, too. So it's okay. These are good people to know. Uh, and we, I, and then I, I tried really hard senior year. And all of my teachers that saw that I started like trying hard just gave me passing grades even though I was failing. So it was like oh, I was just like, okay, so my GPA starting out senior year was a 1.5. I got it up to like a two point something and graduated. Public school is a complete joke. Yeah, I think so. That was that was. I remember the last year before I dropped out. Uh, there was too many kids at the school. So it was like they would switch you into classes. They brought a bunch of pods in to put behind the yeah, gym yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But I remember that first like semester that I was there, I had like a three-point-something GPA. I was doing great. I liked my teachers. Everything was good. And then they moved me into these classes with a bunch of kids I didn't like. The teachers were shit. And I was just like, I'm fuck this. Like, I'm going to go smoke weed at my friend's house instead. <laughs> I do not want to be here. And then, yeah, finally, my mom was like, all right, fine, I'll take you out. And then I graduated a year early, and she was like, wow, that was actually pretty cool. And then I moved out. Oh, man, I just got <laughs> I, that story. Remi- I just got a new unpopular opinion. I'm changing one of mine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I'll, I'll start mine. So, like I said, we both say three, and then you have the last one. So you're icing on the cake. Okay. All right? Okay. Here's my first one. And I, I was really, like, you know, reaching today because I was like, oh, shit, we have a, a I wish you would have texted me that last night. I would have came up with it. No, I don't. We have, no, we don't. Te- we don't. We, we, I forgot we, that you guys do on. We wait. We wait till this. We gotta put you on the spot. We don't want you to be thinking about. Okay, it Okay, that's fair. All right. Even I though we get to think about it, <laughs> well, we get to think about it, but we don't want you to. Yeah. <laughs> we're, 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 you know. Yeah, I'm telling sadistic. every. I'm telling everybody <laughs> yeah, on my <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> By the way, if you're a guest on Bottom of the Bill, yeah. be prepared with be unpopular prepared. opinions. All right. Well, my first one is Larry's Giant Subs makes the best Cuban sandwich in Jacks. Oh, that. Oh. Jacks. Yeah. Okay. Well, because they. they, they no, have seriously, I've been looking for a good Cuban. Bro. No, it's not good. Bro. Stop it. it. <laughs> Stop. Stop. No, Stop. The, the, don't do this, though, Cuban right? Bread, though. They no, make, they, they don't. No, 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 they no, get sorry, imported they, from Tampa. Yeah, that's what I mean. Sorry. Okay. They, I, I Which is like already a joke, right? Because Tampa has a fraction of the Cuban population that we do down south. What? So it's like, I'm what just saying. Like, in like southern Florida? In South Florida. What do you mean? Okay, don't get me fucking started on Cuban right. sandwiches, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, this guy's getting me worked up right now. <laughs> well, can I say one thing about Cubans real quick? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm Cuban, so, so be careful. Like no, them, not right? not Cuban, the humans. Oh, Cuban um, sandwich. Okay. Cuban sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, Cubans um, humans. Yeah, sorry, I should have specified that. Um, so the Cuban mellow mushroom, <laughs> the mellow mushroom in Avondale has yeah. a Cuban pizza. Oh, Whoa. they do. What is it, like pickles and mustard and shit. So I hate that's gross. There is, but I get the pickles <laughs> replaced with jalapenos and banana peppers. Woo. That sounds better, dude. It's incredible. Really, it's really good. So cheese, ham, double cheese, uh, ham, uh, pulled pork. They do mayonnaise and mustard, and then uh, instead of pickles, they just do a swirl. It's a Cuban it's sandwich, not like bro. a whole mayonnaise freaking thing. Mayonnaise and mustard on a pizza, yeah. though. What's well, the sauce that they use? Oh, do they put it? I'm not sure if they put a sauce on they put on a sauce on there, shame on them. Just butter. I think, yeah, just I'm butter, sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just butter on the crust, and then they do like a swirl of mayonnaise that, and mustard on the That sounds the good. I'll I'd try, eat that. I'll try a slice, but that's Dude. not pizza. No, it's I'm not pizza. You can't put mustard I was pizza. really confused when I saw it. I'm like, man, I've been looking for a good Cuban in Jacksonville for a long time. 
can't find them I anywhere. No, I've you actually, didn't, though. <laughs> no, it's you. I, 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 I nope. talked to these people about, I guess... <laughs> There's this place on Bay Meadows that I can't think of the name of right now that apparently has a really good Cuban. But I went to Mello and I saw that and I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. And I asked the bartender and he's like, no pickles, banana peppers and jalapenos. It's really good. I'll I've try got it. it, you know, three or four times now. It's awesome. Nice. I'll, 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 I want to try that. The and, well, they got that good ass crust. Yeah. The amount. Avondale. 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 The, the one, the, the by Monty's and Peter Brook. Yeah, and yeah, I know it's other way because we play there. We used we to play there. That, that, uh, <laughs> Billy, one time uh, we, we, we played it. We were playing there one night and yeah. fucking uh, Billy, for the first time ever, sings a, a song in public. He's never sang a song in public before. Yeah. This lady walks up to him and just goes, boo, oh, oh right God, in his face. Dude. And then what you say? No. I was just like, okay. No, but this, this, this gets it better. She proceeds to walk back to the bar, sits down, and pisses herself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like. She was very drunk. And Avondale is oh. supposed to be the classy side of Riverside. I'm just no, saying. No, that's that old. <laughs> she had old money and dementia, it sounds like. She had the most white trash name too and i can't remember oh my what it was. i can't remember what her name it was, was. Like Calissa or something oh like that God. i can't remember what it was um okay Sorry but let's 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 just be honest though for a second though right it's like larry's giant subs cubans are terrible that, that why i first moved here popular opinion. That's one popular opinion. Well, when i first moved here i went to larry's giant subs and i was like oh you guys have a cuban sandwich i'll give it, i don't even like cuban sandwiches I was like, i'll give it a shot and because uh, they boasted the best Cuban sandwiches, and I oh, was—they promote that they have the best Cuban. They great. didn't even fucking press the bread, bro. I don't even know. Oh what's my goodness! It's like where'd you go? To the one in Orange Park. Uh, well, I went to one at Five Points. They were great. Oh, is it different? I guess it's so. the same. It's a fucking chain <laughs> they restaurant. Press the bread, they pressed it so good. Oh, they dude. pressed it. Maybe yeah. they fucked up at this one. Then. I don't know. Shit. It's flat as shit. <laughs> they put butter on the top too, they and then press it. Mushed it. Mm-hmm. It was, I don't believe you. Fucking go try one, bud. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, that's All my right. opinion. Apparently, I knew. Anyways, because I had said the word Cuban and no, no, no. Well, cause you said, because <laughs> no, because you said that Larry's Giant Subs has the best Cuban I sandwich you've ever I had. That's it. fucking wild to me. I said it to piss. Yeah, just to piss you. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it fucking worked, bro. You <laughs> 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 fucking got me going over here. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Really have the best coffee. I don't really know. <sighs> There you go. Okay. <laughs> oh, Lord. There's this meme. There's this meme. It was like, it was like why meth. It's like just like a picture of a little like colada. It's like why meth never took off in Miami. <laughs> it's just like oh so God. fucking yeah, true. I did. I saw this thing. It was same. It was not the same meme, but it was like, man, Colombians got it figured out between cocaine and coffee. They do <laughs> yeah. not sleep down there. That's like, so Jesus. true, bro. <laughs> All right, so my first unpopular opinion is uh, if being a musician is living the dream, someone needs to wake my ass up. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know, man. Popular amongst musicians. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I th- I th- I'm telling you, I felt like I was just like so fucking depressed for the past year and a half and didn't really like realize it and then just went to the fucking OBJ and I'm just like so happy now. I don't know dude, if you feel the same way, but I do. Dude, I honest, I feel the exact no same way. No, dude, it's like just... Well, we just so we opened up for Newfound Glory recently at oh, the yeah, Jacks right. River Jams, um, and I think we had like one more show. I can't even, completely slip in my brain right now because I'm thinking about OBJ and going back down to Dunedin. But man, just being able to play music again for a crowd and it's like it felt 
absolutely incredible. And even just going down with you guys, dude, yeah. I had, I think I had more fun because I didn't have to play. So I knew I didn't have to worry about shit. Oh yeah. You Daryl told yeah. me I got to, <laughs> he's like, we're not leaving until like five o'clock in the morning. I'm like, you're telling me I get to party until five o'clock in the morning <laughs> and see like my, my, my favorite bands all play. And we're all riding on the bus together right yeah. now. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Like, absolutely incredible. So I, yeah, definitely on pie flavor because I, 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 I felt the same way as you, and then I, I got a, a little taste of it again. I'm like, oh, that's why I do it. Yeah, I'm just there's just a lot of things on my plate at the moment when it comes to all this album release shit that I'm just like, this, this is not what I signed up for. You know what I mean? So that's why I said that. But anyways, what's your second one? Oh, hang on, uh, I forgot. I thought you were gonna do another one for some reason. Um. This is great. Uh, Skrillex is one of the most inf influential artists in the past 20 years. That actually might be true. It is true. That, that's, it's unfortunate, that's but it might be up. true, that's though. Fucked up. It's unfortunate. That's such a good one. Hey, we gotta talk about it. So, so let's let, 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 let's 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 talk about let's talk about. Do you know, uh, you can, is this an, uh, what was his band before Skrillex? From first to last. From first to last. Yeah, oh, but but, but let's talk about when he came out, or like sorry, when he became like more mainstream. Okay. Two thousand nine. Yeah. Let's talk about like the, the period of of two thousand nine to like twenty twelve, where every drummer just decided to have a fucking dubstep side project. Yep, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's, it's like he, he like okay. I what I always remember more than anything is that uh, during the Grammy nights, he was getting tired of going up to the stage because he won nine in Jeez. a row. Yeah, it must be fucking exhausting, Grammys. bro. All I'm trying to say is, like, he fucking opened the floodgates of this music. Like, yeah. What, yeah. Name another musician. I'm like, I'll maybe give you Kanye, but he didn't do that much. Well, that's it, not true. He just did. He kept on perpetuating hip-hop and everything like that. He didn't start, like, a whole fucking new that's thing. That's true, yeah. All I'm trying to say is, can you name anybody more influential? No, no, I agree with you. I, I, it's unpo it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunate I mean, yeah. and unpopular. Hey, he's he's freaking playing at Hulu Fucking this year. Halloween. <laughs> I can't wait to go see him. It's been a while. I, I actually like I actually like uh, some music that incorporates aspects of dubstep into it, but I also liked but not Greenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Who fucking likes them? <laughs> uh, but I also liked dubstep before it was what Skrillex made it, where it was like this more kind of electronic dub music, yeah. right? And it was right. like, okay, this is dope. Like if you like, you know, like slightly stupid or like stick figure or something like that, then you can get behind this. It's got like some cool like weird effects going on. It's super mellow, but like kind of reggae kind of thing. And then yeah. Skrill Skrillex came along. I was like, oh, uh, we're just gonna make polyrhythms and weird wompy sounds. And now this is dubstep. Oh yeah, it was yeah, like, okay. One of his big songs when I. Like, I used to live with this guy. It was huge, like, Skrillex, all kinds of dubstep fan. But Skrillex has a song with Damian Marley. And I remember it was because it was, like, it's super chill. Like, you know, it sounds like a reggae song with some electronic stuff behind it, kind of more modern than, you know, what you'd hear coming out of the islands. And then all of a sudden it's just like, <laughs> and it's like, dude, just. Yeah, are we clipping? He don't learned, don't worry about it. I post. What I'm really excited about because I don't want to say. I mean, he was a fad, right? Like big time. Like he he got super super well, popular he, and then nothing yeah, he, he was a while. fad, but also created like a, a niche market for himself. Yeah, but Skrillex sure. himself was a fad. I think it's been long enough. It's been 12 years since he came out with like scary monsters and nice sprites, whatever they're called. But and uh, going to Halloween now. It's just gonna be like reminiscing. It's gonna be, it's well, gonna be going to like a dude, throwback. Shit just, show. It is gonna be an absolute shit show. I was just talking the other day. Florida's open back up. 
people do they forgot how to act oh yeah no one knows how to oh act well let's right uh, let's not pretend they knew how to act before though well, right yeah I mean, I mean like it's just let's be it's, honest it's, it's, it's it's worse now way harder now <laughs> so they, they i feel like they put skrillex in because like bass nectar's not allowed to play anywhere anymore yeah, so it was like here's skrillex so and we're just gonna get all the bass heads that they were like coming around before yeah, for sure that's probably a you know well, definitely a huge market yeah there, no it is Hula, i get for it Halloween. I'm, just I'm, I'm not saying anything bad about him at all like i'm, I'm like literally like very excited to go see him i wish three yeah. six was playing though I don't That'd really be listen dope. to Skrillex all the time. I think it's crazy that he's got nine Grammys. Beethoven has zero. No, what, what's what's the uh, <laughs> what, what's the uh, give what, a post Grammy no, to him? But he did know. do that. What, what, what was that album he did with, with the? Uh, oh God damn it! Oh, man. with the Doors? No, man. Do you remember uh, that when he did, when he went down to uh, uh, California and uh, Lindsey Sterling? Uh, from oh, the violinist. Mag? No, Lindsey Sterling's no, a violinist. Buckingham. You're doing Lindsey Buckingham. Oh, sorry. No, Lindsey, she's a violinist, yeah. And he did this, like, album with her that was, like, classical music with, like, dubstep. It was oh, pretty I've, dope, actually. He, so I've seen a lot of her stuff. I didn't know he was producing behind it. I didn't know he was producing all of her stuff. I thought he was just doing that one album with her. That's awesome. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. That's but that super came out cool. like that probably that came out like 10 years ago, though. Yeah. But it was it was amazing. I mean, there was some it really was. cool I'm stuff. Just, she's just shredding the violin. I remember this one specific video. She's like in this ice cavern. Yeah. yeah. Just shredding. But it is. It's like she's just, you know, it's this beautiful violin. And then all of a sudden you get these womp womps behind it. But it's really but it tasteful. works. Yeah, yeah, it works. It, it works really well. We I mean, just think of like the most influential person like in the 70s, like Maybe David Bowie or Led, like, Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin or something like that. And then it's just like Pink Floyd. in the past 20 years, without a doubt, that's the most influential person. That's my unpopular. Well, opinion. yeah, I, I would still say I'd probably give it more to Kanye than him. Just in the sense where like Kanye has the staying power that that uh, Skrillex doesn't really have on the mainstream level. That's the other thing, too. Oh. What is he within fucking 12 years i know my unpopular opinion now uh, here I we go it's gonna hold, get hold under on, your skin hold, hold maybe hold i'm not it. i'm actually not a kanye fan so oh sounds like it what? i'm uh, a fan of kanye yeah he's awesome yeah well, then that, that's maybe that's one of my he's unpopular opinions he i'm not saying that he's not a genius i'm just saying i've never like i've never heard anything by him where i'm like oh my god this is fucking like he's the greatest ever you know what i mean but hold on so before we get to all that but my mm-hmm. second unpopular opinion oh, yeah. uh is dishwashers are overrated I haven't had a dishwasher since I think 2007. I haven't had a dishwasher in a long time, and I really want one again. I, I do too, but uh, I, it's been so long that I'm just like I kind of just used to it. I mean, I mean yeah. That, I, so the place I just moved into does, doesn't have a dishwasher. It's my first time not having a dishwasher ever. Poor thing. And uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I don't. It's not really like a, that big of an issue, honestly. It's you clean shit as you're making it. Yeah, you no, know? it's definitely not. That's the way to go. It's just clean it as you're doing it, but. But man, shit! It's been four or five years, I think, now since I've had a dishwasher. I would love to have another yeah, one, me too, man. man. Yeah, it's very unpopular opinion because, like, the best part about dishwasher is like you have dirty dishes and you kind of just, like rinse it off in your fucking sink, and you, then you just don't leave in it in the sink anymore. You just put it in the dishwasher. Yeah, and it's just a, right. It, that's like pretty it much. Used, it used to be like you rinse it off and the dishwasher wouldn't clean that shit. Yeah. Yeah. But now, like, they're there's they're the quality is really good. And it's I like don't know. screw it. Oh, I've also thought of it. I was like, the last place I did have a dishwasher, however many years ago, it's like if it didn't clean them the first time. Run it again. Run it again. Yeah. Yeah. You know that, what yeah. I mean? Like, waste a lot of money and water and energy doing that. Though. Not as much as you think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Billy like looks at yeah. Billy actually like it also reads saves his a bill bunch of at the energy end of the month. in my body. Yeah. 
Most of, most of all yeah. of the large appliances in your house have energy savers on it that use like a fraction of the wattage that they used to ten years ago. You you probably just go line by line on that JEA bill, and then you just fucking call them whenever you're like I didn't use my fucking sink for this long on Saturday the 13th of last month. Yeah, I mean like fucking <laughs> who doesn't do that? Who doesn't do that? Sounds like my Friday night, you know what I'm saying? Uh, was that Roy Scoville joke? No, so you get like fucking so you get in he's like you get six songs deep into a Matchbox 20 album and it's like you like come back to you you're like, "Oh my god, you're ruining Friday." Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna flow like a lead balloon. Uh, children are more important than your gun rights. <laughs> <laughs> Any comment on that one? Yeah, they're not the same. Like, it's like they're unrelated subjects. It's like plastic children, bags children are, are more important, important than fucking just dogs. Say, just I don't say know. Children are more the important fu- than your gun rights. I think so. I will say. <laughs> I don't I'm not. I'm not a big gun owner. Don't get me wrong. I've got my granddad. He was like president of the rifle association on the north side like both of my granddads were military like i definitely have a couple guns but i've also got friends that have like 30 guns yeah, yeah. I'm all, all about it. I don't like it too. I, I actually, I'm actually, I actually don't own a gun and I'm terrified of guns because my dad's like super anti-gun and right. I just, I never grew up with like understanding how to respect them and use them. But I definitely believe that, I mean, if you want to have like 50 assault weapons, I, I, I don't care. You're right. But it's, but it's, but whatever, man, it's, it's like, I'm also not going to get into like my it's politics. Really, that's not really what I <laughs> said though. Right. Is it? But but you're trying saying, to just trying to say just I mean do you agree with that or do you not agree with that? <laughs> See this that is children. This is what that you young <laughs> children are more important than your gun rights. Like why does why does it be one or the other? Why does that be one or the other? Because I know what you're doing though, right? So it's like what do you mean? So it's like why does that be one or the other? Like why can't they both be like like things? Oh, they're both they're both important. So then <laughs> okay, no is the answer. Uh, that's not Double what I said. Negative is a positive. See, because you're posing a at? bullshit question. Is what you're doing? That's a bullshit question. That's just an it's like <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I guess I didn't realize how unpopular that opinion <laughs> was, but apparently he's totally fine with that. No that. <laughs> there, there was you didn't present a situation. You just made this arbitrary statement, yeah, and then pop- asked me, and, and then asked no. You made an arbitrary statement and asked me <laughs> to have an opinion on it. And I was like, these two things are like mutual. They, 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 they don't exist together. I, I feel understand. like I made all all of these opinions about you. Yeah, you did. Well, that, 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 because that's weird. that's how much that's how <laughs> under like I, this. Uh, that's how that's how under the, under your skin I get. Is that you have to like form all your opinions around shit that I say? I, I feel like off I, camera. See, so this is kind of like what I do on the internet. I try to piss somebody yeah. off in the nicest way possible. Yeah. So they'll comment on my shit so I can tell them my band's playing this <laughs> yeah. Friday. I feel like that's kind of what's going on here. Yeah. It's like he knows. It's friendly it's banter. Get on your skin, just it's, like you said. But it's all, well, it's because, all, it's all, it's all fun and games. Oh yeah, totally. But it's also like a completely bullshit question. Yeah. This, this isn't like <laughs> this isn't like Larry's Giant Subs has the best Cuban sandwiches. That's obviously I was ridiculous. Warming them up for yeah, this yeah. question. This, this is this is like yeah, wait to hear this, this last one. Here this is gone. obviously like a bull. This a bullshit question. That's it's, all I'm saying. It's not even Anyways, my it's last just a statement that I believe in. No. <laughs> that children are more important than your gun rights. Children are correct. It's like they're just not related it. things. I mean, there's they're some badass kids out there, but they're definitely more important to be alive. I agree as well. But 
I don't understand why gun rights. Like, where's gun rights come into play at all on that? Because you're trying. What you're trying to say is that if you if, if people sorry, own guns, this, the children the, die. Is that what well, you're saying? Is this unpopular? Is, is well, statements? Is, is the framing? Is unpopular no. questions. I'm just curious no, to know. It, is 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 the premise that you're posing that if gun rights exist, that children die? That's what you're saying. No, I'm saying that if there were stricter are, are gun rights, important than gun rights. So what are you trying to say? That uh, I just said it like 20 times. But you won't. You can't say that. It <laughs> it's just like it's 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 a it's like a crazy thing to say, right? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Is Anyways, all I'm saying. PR nightmare. Anton. No, Lula, it's like everybody. it's yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Anyways, my last unpopular opinion is that uh, weed is definitely a gateway drug. Yeah, it, I mean it is. I mean, like you can try to fucking cover it. Like obviously, weed's not gonna do anything to you. And, yeah, like, ruin your life, but yeah. But uh, but let's be honest. I smoked weed for the first time, and I was like, you mean there's other drugs to make me feel different ways? Yeah. I'm down. That's, that's <laughs> so exactly what so how about this though? Like I don't know about you guys. I started smoking weed when I was at like 15, 16 I was 14, years old. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it wasn't really a gateway drug, and you know whatever things happen when you get older sure but uh how would you feel like you think someone that's never smoked weed in their life say they're 30 years old and they're like i'm gonna try this you think it's gonna have the same type of effect that's like a good point. That's a good i question. can go to the Maybe i can go to the question. dispensary and get some weed and go home and do whatever i want now i want something stronger but yeah. you think that's no, going? No, probably not when you're that age. But I feel like most people that smoke weed probably started when they were younger because of the curiosity. And I think that, you know, like for me, I, sp I started smoking when I was 14. And then it was like immediately. Like I was like completely anti-drug, all this shit. And then like the girlfriend that I had at the time, she smoked weed and I tried it. And I was like... I was like, oh, wait, so there's, like, other ways to feel besides just being sober. And then I was like, okay, well, I want like, immediately just when I was like, let's try Xanax, let's try cocaine. Uh, when I was 15, I was, like, doing, like, Coke and Xanax and Adderall and fucking it's all of it. dumb shit in high school myself. Yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, it wouldn't have happened if I didn't try smoking weed first. Like, that stuff would have true, never gone into my brain. True. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it, I want to meet somebody who's like, no, I just fucking skipped weed. Yeah, I just I just, just, doing fuck, just just doing fucking rails off dicks. Well, so I guess I I just we were <laughs> no, not doing any yes. rails off any dicks. Um, okay. Were we, I guess I think we were talking about it at OBJ. Like, well, um, I wasn't part of it. The the kids in high school now, not talking about rail and dicks, talking about smoking weed in OBJ. Um, like the the new like the high school kids, what is it? Gen Z kids, like they don't want to smoke weed anymore, and it's like it's legal, it's easy, you can just get it. It's oh. a normal thing now, so it's like so what's the cool kids thing aren't now? smoking weed because Doing like Tide Pods, we're smoking weed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. So it's like, are they like are kids being sober? Are they I actually are they getting uh, into other? I actually think it's kind of like a bigger things. movement. Yeah, I think I think that it's actually like like it's <laughs> Good more timing. it's it's become more popular now I think to to be I don't know if sober is the right word but just like to I mean just to maintain a healthier lifestyle I feel like people that's like more of the trend now yeah, yeah, whereas yeah, like yeah. think about when we were in high school it was like it was not cool to get good grades. It wasn't cool to like be healthy. It was like you were kind of like a, like a fucking joke. It's like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah. And then yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And nowadays, it's like because our generation was so like anti that, the next generation is obviously like 
well, fuck you. We're going to – like, we want to be, like, healthy and we want to – Yeah, have you ever seen the uh, uh, the new 21 Jump Street? Yeah. Yeah, like, when they, they go back to high school and everything like that. They're yeah. like, you don't respect, respect the environment, bro? Like, <laughs> yeah. No, that's like, that's gay. And they're like, we don't say that anymore. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. which, and that movie came out, like, fucking almost 10 years ago. Oh, I know. Which is wild because that's, that's when we were that age, like, 21 years old, right. you know? Yeah, but – I shamefully admit that I was still that way, hundred percent. You were what way? Like you were like you don't respect the environment. Not not PC. You were not PC. Oh yeah, no, of course. No, I don't. I don't think anyone our age was PC <laughs> ten years ago. Not at all. But PC was diff- a different. It, 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 it wasn't we weren't PC. It's just like it meant something different for our generation than it did for this new one. And right. and the same thing. Like like my dad still says shit that I'm just like. Okay, like I, I guess that was like, PC dude, you in your generation. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's and not even that you can't say it. Just might be like, yeah, that's a little tone deaf now, right? Where it's like when you were growing up, that was probably the progressive thing to say, right? Yeah. It's just like I don't know. It's just I feel like the bar was set at the Chappelle show, and like whatever was on there, you're that was it. No, you don't think so? No, no, that that show couldn't exist today. No, yeah, no, I mean no. like back back in high school <laughs> when we were in high school, that was like. Whatever he was saying, that was like, God, you don't drop that cake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like you can't say half that stuff anymore. Yeah. I mean, you can't say. Yeah. It, yeah, for sure. Anyway. That's my last unpopular opinion. Oh, yeah. Is what do you got? Because it's my turn now. Yeah. It's your All turn. Right. All right. Here's my unpopular opinion. Lil Wayne is the best rapper alive. Oh, God. Are you fucking kidding me? Did you see the halftime show that he did at the uh, 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 the championship uh, 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 college football game? No. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was the worst fucking uh, lineup. It was Lil Wayne and Imagine Dragons at the same time. Ooh. And he came out and he was, was like, playing while like they were playing, oh, he was playing music guitar. and he rapped over the top of it. Oh, he was yeah. playing he guitar, played guitar on it, right? Yeah. He's wearing those white, what, those white pants or whatever. I didn't no, say he's the he best was, guitar player. He was wearing, he was oh, wearing these like, <laughs> red galoshes, rain boots, and yeah, he was yeah. just really fucked up. But like Lil Wayne now, or like Lil Wayne back in like 2005. I don't give a fuck both. what generation you're talking about. Lil Wayne has never and will never be the greatest <laughs> rapper alive. Carter Are you kidding good, me right now? Look at a lot of he said it a million times. I, that's that, and that's why and that's why it is what it is because also Kanye said that he was the greatest also and it was like and, and it Lil became Wayne that. will wrap circles around Kanye for sure because Kanye no he doesn't make any sense when he Look raps. At, it's I don't like, know, it's, it's man. Not, it, it's not that. <laughs> it's not that. It's it's not that Lil Wayne was bad. It's the fact that people made him to be like the best rapper of all time. It's like bro, like you can't sit and you like like. Most Def and Talib Kweli don't get to exist, and then you call Lil Wayne the best rapper of all time. Let's think, just be honest about it for a second. Who do you think second. the best rapper of all time is? I don't know. Like That's an impossible question it's to answer. 50 Cent. But, <laughs> I would – you know what? You know what? Why are you laughing? You know what? I would – You can find me in the club. Yeah. You, listening to 50 Cent. Yeah. And Lil Wayne. It's equally because that's what it is, though, right? Yeah. It is that. It's like Lil Wayne and Fifty Cent are the same caliber rapper. It's like the, the, not, not, neither one of their flows are that amazing. Who you think has more money? Oh, definitely Fifty Cent because he inv- he invested in vitamin water and well, was he's like, also got, "What's that show he has?" Um, He's got a show on Stars Power, I think, is what it's called. Oh yeah, well, I think it was a movie though, wasn't it? Oh, I thought it. I'm honestly I'm not gonna lie, never watched it because I just didn't have the channel. Um, 
but I thought it was a whole thing. It was like this it, week on Power. Oh, it might be a series. It might be, yeah, I yeah. thought it was a series. Yeah, I he, know he had Get Rich or Die Trying. The one movie of the also best movies ever made. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he got shot nine times. He did dude. get shot many, nine how times. How many times did Lil Wayne get shot? Once actually, he yeah, actually shot himself more than once. It was it was he, he shot, shot himself. <laughs> that doesn't count. Yeah, that's no street cred if you shoot yourself. Look at <laughs> we're, we're talking about Lil Lil Wayne in, in like the Hot Boys era. Like I, I I'll grant you, like I I like Lil Wayne at that time. Was he the best rapper at that time? Absolutely not. He was a really Look, I mean, we don't have to go as deep as like most deaf and Talib Kweli. We could just go to like, like we can go to Outcast and talk about like Andre 3000 and Big Boy and talk about like how innovative, how innovative they were in what they were doing at the time, especially in the early '90s when Southern Playlist Cadillac music came out. Mm-hmm. But like Lil Wayne, it's like I, I liked, I liked the Carter uh, stuff that he was doing. I uh, thought it was really Carter good. Carter was good. That's all it's, I remember. Like uh, every, every the Carter was good. Yeah. Five oh four boys. Have you guys listened to any of his? He's definitely got new stuff still coming out. That's I'm why, sure he that's does. What I he doesn't stop. You, like, why do you think he's the best of all time? That's a good question. Bro, he's been nonstop. Name a rapper that's been doing it as long. I mean, there's a few. Eminem. Okay. Eminem's been doing it as long as he has. Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent no. has not been not, doing not it as long. long. Little Wayne started rapping when he's like 16, 16 years old. Yep. Yang Yang Twins, um, and just you know, crush. How about Outkast, Andre Three Thousand, and Big Boy? I mean, I love those guys. They're still putting stuff out, too, but that's not they an unpopular are? opinion. No, Andre's not putting out music. Big Boy is. So, are you saying that the only reason why you're saying that Lil Wayne's the best rapper of all time is because it's an unpopular opinion? Is that actually your opinion? No, I really like Lil Wayne. I listen to Lil Wayne all the time. That's fine. I like Lil Wayne too. Do you actually think he's the best rapper of all time? He just said it. Yep. You <laughs> yep. no. no. And yep. Are you? Are you are, are you saying because this is you not mean facetious? It? Are you saying because you mean it, or because you're just trying to make it unpopular opinion? No, I mean it now. You, you mean it. I mean <laughs> it now. I mean it now. Yeah, you mean it. I'm gonna listen to Lil Wayne all the way to 1904 for band practice. Fuck yeah, bro! Put on some I like D boys or some shit. Oh, yeah. I love that shit. Uh, we're not practicing until like 9:30, so, so we're, we're good. We got a couple more drinks yeah, yeah, in yeah. us actually. <laughs> um, well, all right, was, that was the last one. That was the last one. Yeah. Do you want to promote or say anything at the end? Uh, yeah, sure. Come see Universal Green this Friday at 1904 this with the, the Jesus Christ. Now I can't think of their name. The reality. The but, reality. But, but this is going to air on, uh, this will air on Monday. All right. Well, cool. So maybe you saw us play on Friday. And the show is fucking amazing. Um, so it's going to air on Monday. Come to Dunedin and see Greenhouse Lounge. Yeah, come see us do And that. Universal Green play on May, May 28th. 28th and the 29th. Um, if you want to look us up on the internet, we've got Facebook and Instagram. Like I said, if you watch this whole podcast, we're working on getting everything back up on Spotify and iTunes and that type of situation. Um, and yeah, if you want to see some interesting banter on the internet, send me a friend request and we'll talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> uh, can I just say the after party that you had after your show on Friday was dope? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm super, super stoked about that after party. I wasn't doing anything. Yeah, you just no, you were there come. playing the piano, bro, bro. I wasn't there. Yeah, you just went home after I the gig. I wanted to go, and I just didn't feel like I really belonged. You yeah. belong. No, yeah. don't, don't blow, don't blow him up. He doesn't belong. Let's be honest. I like, I like doing this now. Do you? Would you? Would you wrap up the episode and say goodbye to everybody? Yeah, sure. Goodbye, y'all. That's it. <laughs> That's very <good. laughs> Short and sweet. Adios, <laughs> muchachos. We love you guys. <laughs> I don't.